What? Stopping everybody. I'm Mike. I'm Brian. And this is Hooping with Mike and Brian. Woo! We back. We at the finals, baby. We at the finals. We at the end of the road. Oh my gosh. Would have thought, man. Who would have thought? I know people are looking at this, looking at me and seeing the attire, seeing the colors. And you can tell they're more than aesthetic. But before we get into our wonderful episode of Hoops, let's give a little update. I know it's been a little bit of a while since we've been on. Brian and I, I mean, I'm not going to talk for Brian. Love my guy, Brian. It's good to see you, my guy. You look beautiful. I love the New York Knicks and the Thunder. Never really you got. I love it. But unfortunately, I've been very busy with work. And I haven't been able to. My guy, Brian, over here has been working very, very hard putting out content. I absolutely, I love you, man, for that. And I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful that you've been working very, very hard. I just know I've been, I've been working a lot. I've been trying. I told Brian before this that I've been... I've been doing a lot of stuff, falling asleep on my laptop. I have stuff in the vault for content, but I haven't been able to really finish everything. I have a crazy mind. It's almost like if American Psycho was a real movie, it'd be my brain because like, oof, I try try my best to do everything. But my man, Brian, how you been, man? How's life been? How's home? Everything. uh, Before I get into that, I want to shout out the socials real quick. But uh. You'll follow the uh, Instagram at hoopin.mb, same uh, handle at TikTok at hoopin.mb. We're also on Twitter at hoopin underscore mb. And we're also on YouTube and every streaming platform at hoopin, Mike and Brian. But, uh, Mike, you know, everything's been good, man. Just been working a little bit here and there. Uh, doing, uh, the, you know, obviously getting some videos out for content. Uh, you know, just watching the finals or conference finals, of course, getting ready for the finals. Yeah, just been laying low, man. Just been enjoying life, enjoying the home. Uh, you know, a couple more months, I'll be back in Morgantown, so that'll be good. Um, but yeah, just laying low, man. What about you? I know you've been working, but how's everything else going for you? I mean, I know the Heat are also in the finals, so. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'll keep my excitement for that later on. But um, other than that, I mean, it's been good. I mean, nothing, nothing to really argue about, you know, definitely with everything going on. Um, recently, five, six days ago, it was this man's birthday. Hey, shout out Everyone Jigsaw, man. Happy birthday. Say hello to Jigsaw. This is my wonderful, lovely cat that I love very, very much. But, um, yeah, no, he. Um, I had his birthday about a couple of days ago. We spent the day together. Um, I don't know. Really, nothing's been crazy. I just, I've been working so much recently where it's just like I really don't have a day off. Um, but I'm not going to lie. I will bring up one day, and I know it's really kind of just – whatever but monday was probably one of the best days i've had in a, in a while in a long time man because like obviously the result what happened monday night was great but like i went it was memorial day you know happy memorial day past everybody there, there you know happy to our vets and everything that serve our country but um yeah i know it was great i went kayaking i was on a river for like hours very amazing awesome with my great friends that i met out here in morgantown i love them to death shout out to my piggies out the pen but um yeah no nothing really going on with me just work and then whatever time i have free i'm either in here with jigsaw or i'm like go hanging out with whatever couple hours i have with my friends so 
that's all that's been going on with me. Yeah, man. Hey, yeah, yeah, same, man. Just been chilling with the boys back here. Shout out Andre, man. Films by AD. Shout out my boy Alex, too. Big Heat fan. I know he's happy. Uh, but, uh, yeah, man, just enjoying time with, with the boys, with, with the fam. So, uh, you know, it's been fun. But, uh, you know, we got a lot to catch up on, so. Yeah, no, we definitely do. And, like, I, oh, I've been wanting this. I've been wanting this. I want to talk. Like, even when I was upset with things, I, with things were going with yeah. things, man, I was just like, I need to talk. I need to say something. Like, but, yeah, I mean, nothing nothing to really argue about. I mean, I'm glad you're home, man. I'm glad you got to see my our boy Dre. Shout out to Dre. I love you, man. No hard feelings. I love you, but no hard feelings, Dre. I love you. Um, I, I haven't met your friend Alex, but I want to give a little shout out to your friend Alex for also oh, being goodness. another fellow Heat fan. You know, hey, we go into the we go into we in the finals, baby. So I'm happy. Uh, we still got unfinished business as per usual, but um, gosh, that was oh wow, it's been it's been a good couple of days for me, is what I will say. It's been a good couple of days seeing things. Um, can't wait for Thursday. Can't wait for the series to start. But um, I know we got to get into reactions. I know we got a lot to talk about with both conference finals matchups that have gone, you know, their lengths. Unfortunately, one went through all the way to the farthest length. One really ended really short and fast, which I think some people are kind of still a little shocked. Maybe it's still more just like, why did this happen this way? But um, let's actually get into that because, I mean, Nuggets and Lakers. Four games? Let LeBron is getting swept in. Whew, and that hurts me. That hurts me because I'm the one praising LeBron as a GOAT. I mean, it's crazy because, first of all, I mean, especially in game four was when LeBron had that 40-point almost triple-double. Yeah. I mean, at 36 years old, I believe he is, something like that. Um, it's crazy what he did. And, obviously, we got to talk about the Nuggets. I'm not The Nuggets – just outplayed the Lakers every single game. Even the games were like, you thought the Lakers were winning, the Nuggets went on a run late. Talking about before we got on air, Mike, but, I mean, playoff Jamal Murray needs more respect. I said it before the Lakers series, I think he's one of the most underappreciated players in the league. Uh, obviously, rightfully so, Jokic gets a lot of the attention. You know, two MVPs, the mm-hmm. triple-double machines. Like, he, he deserves it, but but Murray was... I forgot what game it was where he had, like, 30 in the first half. Yes, um, yeah, yep. He had 30 in the first yeah, half. I believe it was game... Three, maybe three game three. Yeah, it, was, it was definitely in LA. Um, so yes, it, it's crazy. It looks like, I mean, I'm not with all due respect. Obviously, Anthony Davis is a very uh successful player, like, he's had a lot of success in his career, obviously. But mm-hmm. I mean, Jokic was just going at him. Like, and, if anyone, like, I thought Anthony Davis would be able to kind of contain him a little bit, but he couldn't do anything to stop the guy. Uh, yeah. I think maybe, maybe game three was where he struggled a little bit from the field. But, like, Jokic was just having his way with everything. And, um, you know, it's crazy because every time Jokic gets the ball, I'm thinking, like, something's good. something good's going to happen. Something crazy's oh, yeah. going to happen. How many players you could say that? Like, LeBron's a player you could take throughout his career um, has that similar effect. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. And the Nuggets, they look like they're one of the, they look like they're the most complete team in the world right now. And with Michael Porter Jr., uh, Bruce Brown, Contavious Cobble-Pope, like, they got the role players. Shout out to Christian Brown as well. As I saw him playing college when he played in the Coliseum. Um, but, yeah, Mike, the Nuggets, man, really exploited the Lakers. And I I don't know where you go if you're the Lakers from here. You got a bunch of guys you got to bring back. You're going to ask for money like Rui Hachimura and, like, those types of guys. But mm-hmm. I think the Lakers are in trouble because they don't have money draft picks in the future as well, Mike. But what were your thoughts when you were watching that series? 
I, I, to be honest, I, I thought the Lakers were unmatched. I mean, I, I told you this before. I mean, I said it even with you before our episode. I know I was going to keep my mouth shut since the last episode. I was going to say, you know, some crazy stuff because I didn't think it would happen, but it happened. I said the Nuggets in four. I really did. And, like, I was shocked by myself thinking that, but I wasn't at the same time because, I mean, this team is so intact. Michael Malone. I mean, we even talked about this before. These coaches that build the foundation from either another great coach like George Carl or another great coach like Pat Riley, and they, they take that tradition and they and they keep it going. And Mike, Mike Malone has kept – a great roster. I think the Nuggets have done a great job in getting the right pieces around Nikolai Jokic. Because I think that's another thing. Always building around your your player is always the best thing and not just trying to build with. I think it's better when you build around than rather build with sometimes yeah. with NBA teams. Because sometimes you have guys that are on another objective. You have another guys that are just like, you know, I'm just trying to get mine and stuff like that. And this Nuggets team is all for it. I think everyone believes in Nikolai Jokic as their as their guy. And I, I would. I would. 100% I would. I would definitely 100% start, start a, a franchise with Nikolai Jokic. 100%. I just, I felt like they were definitely, they were maybe, maybe starting wise, it was about fair because, you know, you have LeBron and AD and then really all they have, not, not, not no disrespect to Jamal Murray, but you just have really like Jokic and Jamal Murray and then everyone else is kind of like role players. So having LeBron and AD is like, okay, you have those two star players compared to maybe their one star player. And then they're maybe almost maybe should get the recognition of being a star player, but doesn't, and he deserves it, Jamal Murray. So, yeah, you know, I, I feel like they were outmatched at that point because then the role players of the Nuggets, I mean, were a lot, I, I would say not a lot, but were, were better than the Lakers role players. Yeah, and They were yeah, hitting sure. more shots. They were more in rhythm. Like, Lakers, they were, not that they were still trying to figure it out. You still had guys where it's just like, and, and to be honest, I, I'm going to say this. The Heat kind of had some problems about this with the games too. But, like, whenever somebody was trying to find a bucket and it wasn't, like, your main guys like LeBron, AD, maybe Dennis Schroeder, maybe Austin Reese, it was like they didn't know what to do. So it was like yeah. they were they were just trying to find an easy bucket. Like, I, when the Lakers took leads in games, I still didn't even feel comfortable with them winning the game. I was still like the Nuggets are going to come back because they're still within 10 points. They're just – slowly just doing their offense because that's another thing i think the nuggets have one of the best like offensive half courts because they're able just to give the jokic in the high post there's screens everywhere going around freeing up jamal murray freeing up um aaron Gordon for a oop for a little you know michael porter jr so many different guys so many different guys and many and you 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 wouldn't you wouldn't think that you wouldn't think that with this team you would look at these names and be like "Ah." yeah yeah, like, you would look at these names, and you would just be like, ah, like, they're good, but, like, I don't know if they're, like, their potential hasn't hit. Like, you think Michael Porter Jr., like, oh, he's still young. You don't know if he's going to hit that peak yet. You know, you yeah, got – I mean, KCP, he's been in the league, but he's having one of the best shooting. He has his best season playing with Jokic, and he played with LeBron last year. And I think you bring up, you know, obviously great points, Mike, with the coaches. I mean, we again, I said this before we got on air, but I don't understand why teams are – Hiring coaches after one season. Um, just, I mean, I said it to Mike before, but like you saw, what you see with the Nuggets and Heat, Mike Malone and Eric Spolster are both guys who have been there for a while and really built that culture. Like, mm-hmm. there's been down years for both teams, and you can't just fire a coach after one bad year. Like, we'll get into it later, obviously, but with like Nick Nurse, he was a coach of the year, he led them to a championship. 
Like, if you lose your best players in the offseason, you can't expect your team to be better. Like, it just doesn't make sense. The expectations are, are crazy. And, uh, but that's why Mike Malone and uh, Eric Spolster and, and just, like, those two organizations as a whole really earned my respect because they really bought into the cultures they were building. Mm-hmm. Mike Malone, like, the way, I, I like how he really defends his players, too, like, saying, like, we were up 3-0 and somehow everyone's still talking about the Lakers. Like, mm-hmm. it's crazy. And I get it, you know, LeBron and whatnot, but, like, what the Nuggets are doing is spectacular. Like, they are doing, like, everyone was saying, oh, the Lakers are going to the finals. The Nuggets swept the Lakers. The, the 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 Lakers took care of the Grizzlies, who are the two seed, and the Warriors, who a lot of people also had coming out of the West. And the Nuggets swept them. And see, this is where I kind of still give props even more to the Nuggets and more to just the players they have and the system that they run. Even with all that, nobody was saying the Nuggets were going to make it to the finals. Like, as much in the beginning of the playoffs, they were like, oh, the Lakers will somehow squeak in, the Warriors will get in, um, the Suns will get in. And and this is the number one team with the number one player in the world. You're telling me they're not like they're like oh they have a chance, but we're gonna talk more about obviously LeBron and the Lakers. We're gonna talk more about you know Suns and KD. Like I get it, I understand, but we see what happens when a whole team. We're seeing this on both ends in the Eastern Conference. When a whole team invests in winning and just not yeah. focusing on just. The main player, because because it's not Jokic went off almost every other like every other game, but there was games Jokic was having like twenty and had like fifteen assists because someone else was going off. Jamal Murray was going off. Michael Porter was going off. JCP was probably had like fifteen points off of like threes. Like this team, when you in, when when you have a team that's invested with a great coach, you're you're I'm not gonna say you're unstoppable, but you're to the point to where. You you don't want to have close games with these type of teams because they they're they're they are on their stuff because one little mess up they'll take advantage of it. Yeah, and I think you bring up great points. And the one thing I think it's more of the Phoenix series showed me that I guess when they when they beat the Suns, mm-hmm. but having role players is more valuable than having just a bunch of stars. You see, yeah. I mean, by roster, the Suns had a better roster than the Nuggets did. You know, just with KD Booker and Booker alone, and obviously you have other guys on that team, like Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton, but, like, mm-hmm. you need role players. And that, it looks like Denver, the players, the role players, obviously Brown, um, Bruce Brown, Bruce Brown, um, they, they bought into that system, and that's why they're where they are right now. And same with the Heat, though, too. That's, this is this this final series is, is proven that. It's not like Jimmy's playing with... Dallas have stepped up to, to, to levels that we don't... We didn't think that they could yeah, step up to. You need role players. You need role players. And that's what you're going to see this offseason, I think. Teams are gonna to have to like trade for depth, like teams like the Suns. They're not winning a championship if they if they run it back with that roster because there's just not enough depth. You can't win a you can't win a. I, I'll say this here right now: you cannot win a finals unless you have at least three guys on the bench that you're de- that that you can depend on when they're not when you have your main five or at least a good majority of your main five off the court. You can't exactly. you can't win you can't win because if another team at least has two and then maybe like three other guys that are at least good a company guys to those two players your 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 bench team is not going to beat their bench team your bench exactly. team your bench team is going to get outran outplayed outmatched outsmarted like it it's it's bad cuz we we see that with the nuggets we saw hot like we saw what happens when you keep playing your starters they get depleted and they're playing against good role players that come off the bench. 
they start making those role players look like superstars because then you're a star that's depleted. You need to go on the bench for at least a couple minutes to get, get your breath back, and you got to come back in the game. It's Exactly, exactly. And it's just crazy because, I mean, we saw it a couple years ago with the Brooklyn Nets with that team with KD, Kyrie, and Harden. Like, on paper, everyone thought they were winning a championship. But when you don't – obviously, there's injuries that affected that. Again, that's part of basketball. But if you don't have depth, it's pretty simple. You're just not going to win a championship. But look at the year when Dirk beat the big three Miami. I know you don't want to don't want to bring up those times. but Yeah, that's they had a little like bit of a hurt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they had guys like Jason Terry, uh, I think Jason Kidd was on that team. Jason Kidd was Tyson on the team. A bunch of guys who bought into that system. and Deshaun Stevenson. Remember Deshaun Stevenson? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And, and in the NBA, you need guys who are very like you need a bunch of different guys who are good at different things. You need some guy who will get the offensive rebound, some guy who'll get the fifty fifty balls. Like you see it like um with like PJ Tucker from the Sixers. Like you just need guys like has Bruce Brown and he's like six four, six five, and he played center on the Knicks or on the Nets. Yeah, exactly. The Knicks, the Nets. Yeah. And um me and Andre getting actually debates about this. So we were he, shout out films by AD, not trying to call you out, Andre. But um we get in disagreements about Udonis Haslam. Uh, he thinks Udonis Haslam is just a waste of a roster spot. And me personally, I, I could not really disagree more because you need a guy on the roster who's going to hold players accountable because it just can't be your coach yelling at you all the time. You need somebody because yeah. they all respect Udonis Haslam. I mean, he I believe he's all-time leading rebounder in Heat history, and he has, like, three rings. Like, he knows what it takes. So, like, possibly I, I four. Think- possibly four, hopefully. I'm just kidding. Yeah. And I, I don't think the Heat would be where they are without that veteran leadership. And oh, you have yeah. guys like Kyle Lowry, too, and Jimmy Butler. Mm-hmm. So I, I just think you need – my point is what I'm going at here. Again, not trying to call Andre out, but my point is you need guys who bring something different to the table. Some rebounding, shooters, yeah. defending, guys who can come down and make free throws down the stretch. Like, you need different things, and that's what these two teams have. Because you're seeing guys like – you know, Michael, again, we'll have to get into that a little bit later, but you have guys on the Heat and the Nuggets who are going to be getting paid now because of, of the one thing they do very well. So it's going to be interesting to see, but my point is here, I mean, role players definitely outvalue just having stars on your team. You need role players and guys who are going to just buy into the system and not expect to get 20 shots tonight. Yeah, I mean, I, I 100% agree with you. I mean, I, I, I'm going to talk a little bit more on Dre's side of understanding because, like, obviously, I'm, I love UD, and I've always loved UD, and I've always been – I like it when you're a homer. I'm a very home family type of person. So, like, when it comes to Udonis Haslam, he's from Miami, literally went to University of Florida. Oh, yeah. Went to – got dra- like, undrafted, went to the Miami – or no. My Lord, I better know this because Udonis Haslam. Yeah, I think oh, – He was undrafted, but he, he signed with yeah. the Heat. Signed with the Heat. Got a chance. I mean, he was a, he was a Miami guy. And he 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 brought the tradition of being an authentic Miami, like just being an authentic. Because I mean, I don't want to go it's too much because I want to do that later when we talk about the Heat. But when you have guys like that that are like they bring that, I guess more just not like not just basketball, but just a little bit more than that, I guess you could say, or just more than just about scoring and stuff like that. Because UD is more about, like, just hustle. I'm going to guard you as best as I can. Like, that's how UD was. UD used to guard LeBron back in the day when he was, like, 2006, 2007 and everything. So it was always, like, a good thing with the Heat. With the heat. Um, but I will say with Udonis Haslam, the, I guess the argument that Dre was trying to bring up, 
he is kind of wasting a little bit of a space, a little bit, I would say, even though I would also argue that in the time frame from the playoffs, even from the beginning of the season, like really that that position spot that you if you get that role in where Udonis Haslam is, like you have a chance to play, but like we really use maybe seven to eight guys during the playoffs. Like we use, we try to use ten. We had like Tyler Zeller and and um, oh my gosh, I'm going blank. Like Kevin Love come in, you know. Oh no, but we stopped using them near the end of the season, like near the end of the series against the yeah. Celtics. We stopped using, like we started using guys like Haywood Highsmith, um, which yeah, oh my gosh. Props to being from West Virginia. Love, respect, Haywood, yeah. High, Haywood Highsmith. And I hope he gets a he better role. Yeah, he played yeah. at Willing, uh, Willing Jesuit, my other friend. Oh, really? Yeah, shout out to my wow. boy Matt, by the way. Matt, I love you, my guy. He's another big Heat fan out here. But he's a West right. Virginia, he's a big West Virginia boy. And he, 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 when I was talking about, I was like, oh, yeah, we have this guy, Haywood Highsmith. I heard he's a pretty good defensive guy. He went off on him. He was like, oh, yeah, from Willing Jesuit. He's from West Virginia. Like, he knows yeah. he's really yeah. good, and I mean Haywood Highsmith. I I really, I'll talk about that later. But I just I hope he gets a better chance next year. That's all I hope for him. Haywood Highsmith yeah, deserves a chance next year. Right. Yeah. So, but um, I mean, going back on the Nuggets about tradition, about like investing in guys. I mean, they even have guys that have experience. You look at their bench. You have guys like DeAndre Jordan. He was on a very successful Clippers team, you know. I should have been yeah. more successful, but wasn't. Yeah. He, you know, did it wait. Didn't he just went to the finals the other year with somebody? Was he on a, he was on another team that went far last last year or something? Was he on the Lakers team in the bubble? Hmm? I think he was was he on the Lakers team in the bubble? I think he no, because that was Dwight Howard. Wasn't that Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee? Yeah, interest yeah. I don't know. There was something I saw something about him being brought up, but I mean he has a chance to win a ring. The only person to win yeah. a ring from that Lob City Clippers team. That's crazy. Which is crazy. Not to go off topic, but he he was first team All NBA in like 2013, 14, 15, something. It's crazy. It's nuts, but I mean I'm not going to give no disrespect to him because I mean he fit perfectly for that Lob City Clippers team, and he did yeah, no, he amazing did. with. I mean I remember barely hearing about DeAndre Jordan and being like. Oh, this guy's actually legit. But yeah. um, I mean, you you see that I I feel like you see that in certain teams. But I I will say this: sometimes when you have these guys, they go. Sometimes when you when you build these guys through, like not even traditions or just systems like this, they go to other teams and affect them better because they come from a good system and they go play somewhere. Because I'm gonna bring up another player from the Heat and Celtics series later on about a certain player. When you come from a good system, when you come from a system that has a great coach, long-tenured coach that, you know, has won in the past, has knows what it takes to win, has been to the finals, has been far in the playoffs. Like, these coaches, like, you can't, like, the whole conversation that we're having right now is just, like, these coaches, you, you hold on to these coaches. I know there's certain coaches that it's just, like, Maybe one, one year, two years, like they're young or they're older, they're end of their career. We don't know. Um, we've seen maybe the history that recently they haven't, you know, gotten there. They've been like missing that maybe that that one thing or like that one thing over the hump. 
they make it to the conference finals, they make it to this, like the second, third round. They're just like they stop right there, and we see that, and and people are like, oh, get rid of that coach. He'll never get past that point. But I could argue and be like, what other coach in the NBA? Besides maybe like the top coaches or maybe like the young coaches that come in and they make it in the finals or they go pretty far in the East, like in the conference finals or go to the second round farther as a young coach. But what other coaches are doing the same thing as much? There's not a lot of coaches doing the same thing. There's yeah. not a lot. Yeah. Because that's the thing. We talk about young coaches. It's like what we're maybe talking about one or two. Talk about what? Like yeah. maybe like young coaches now? Like I don't. I mean, they don't work out in the NBA. Like they, they do maybe one time, two times, but like. Well, last one I think was Udoka, but then obviously a situation unfolded, and he, he did with the Rockets. I would say the yeah. last successful young coach that I've seen, like a young coach that just came in first year, whatever, was maybe. I can't even say his name because it's like he had LeBron James on see, but Tyron Lue. Oh yeah. I mean. But, but people make jokes that LeBron was the coach on that team. LeBron was everything on that team. Or whatever team LeBron's on, it's LeBron's team. It's not the coach's team. Which yeah. I would disagree because when it came to the Heat, you are not playing that game with Eric Spolstra. That's one thing I will say. You're not playing that game with Eric Spolstra. 100% you're not. And they had their problems. They did. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, no, I, I agree. I mean, I, I think it's – the system you play in plays a lot of role in your success as a player. And I, you see it all the time when like players get drafted and, you know, some players don't pan out. Sometimes I don't even think it's the player's fault. Sometimes they just didn't get drafted into the right situation. There's just guys who got drafted. Like I think a name like a Jaleel Okafor or like, um, well, the reason I say Jaleel Okafor is just because he's a guy who got drafted to Philly. I just don't know if he fit that system. And that, that obviously that, that falls on the player, but sometimes it got to fall on the organization as well. And you're seeing on the flip side, when players, I know who you want to talk about, Mike. So I'm gonna let you, you know, get into that when we get to it. But mm-hmm. you see players that come from, you know, really well-run organizations, and you're gonna see now, like Spolstra and Pat Riley, they're gonna get these players paid. Like, like they might not, they might not be able to retain all the players. But Struce, Vincent, like these guys are got got contracts waiting for them, and that's because obviously Pat Riley. I know it's gonna hurt you, Mike, when they're in different uniforms, when they're in, uh, when they're in uh, Nick uniforms next year. Hey, 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 but, hey, uh, hey, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I'm just saying, but uh, yeah. So it, you'll see it though. It's like the, the the system you play in plays a huge role in your success as a player or failures as a player. Uh, I don't know if failures is the right word, but um, it's just it's crazy because you see it all the time. And these guys on the Heat and the Nuggets too, um, like Bruce Brown. I mean, Michael Porter. Well, he's Michael Porter Jr. signed that pretty big contract yeah. not too long ago. But Aaron Gordon, like a borderline also, like these guys have money waiting for them because they bought into the system and the, and the system bought into that. Yeah, it did. It definitely did. And, I mean, it's working out. They they swept the Lakers like it was nothing. I mean, it's yeah. like we wanted to talk about this, but there's not enough to talk about because it just looked like the Nuggets were just outmatching so much of the, of the Lakers. Yeah. Like, the Lakers couldn't do anything. They went up by probably max 10, 15 points, and then they lost it all because they just – they stayed in there. The Nuggets were like, oh, sure, you can go up by a little bit, but guess what? We're just going to keep inching back slowly and slowly, and then once you give yeah. us that lead, we're just going to take off. Exactly. And that's what happens. And what happens when you're well-coached, um, you adjust well, you have a good game plan, you have great players, you have great players that complement that great player, and everyone just buys into the system because, I mean, 
I'm happy. I'm really, really happy the way this playoffs went. And, and I could say that and be like, oh, it's because it's my team. But, like, I will say this. I like that it's gone this way because we're seeing that it takes more than having three, four all-stars on your team or two, three all-stars on your team. It yeah. takes more than just having that. And and I've always hated that. And I know I know I'm saying that as a Heat fan when I got LeBron, D-Wade, Chris Bosh, like – I understand that, and I could probably be the last person to say that. But I, I know before all that, so you did have role players that help too. Yeah, role players, and we and we have had role players. I mean, people bring up Norris, Cole, Mario Chalmers, Mike Miller, Shane Battier, like guys yeah. like that that helped us win finals. And yeah. you know, I can even go back 2006. You know, we had old Alonzo Mourning, old Shaq that was being a, a role player to really to Dwayne Wade, who was pretty much practically starting his prime. Um, but once you, once you, when you have it, when you have it from head to toe in that organization, everybody's connected. Everybody's on the same thing. You are more likely to go farther. You are more likely to win games. You are more like, that's what I would say wholeheartedly because we're starting to see this now that like, it's not that you maybe need the best players. You just need to have the best team, the best yes. team, not the best players. You need to have the best team. Mm -hmm. And yeah. we're, we're, we see that now in the finals. We're seeing really two best teams. One was already the best team in the NBA, but still was getting doubted because they didn't have maybe all the all-stars that they had, or they didn't even have like, well, they had one all-star with Nikolai Jokic and then Jamal Murray was hurt majority of the season. Yeah, like I just want to say, oh, I'm sorry, I'm gonna mess around and say the Nuggets were just putting that man in incubation and was like, just come to the playoffs and kill it. Just wait, bro. Just just hold yeah. on to your injury and just play in the playoffs. We'll wait. It's fine. We have we have the number one best player in the world. We'll be fine. And they did. Yeah. And they built. They built. They have such a great offense where, like, even when Jamal Murray comes out, oh my God, they're not that they're better, but like they still work just as good as with Jamal Murray because. Nikolai Jokic has been with them the whole season, played every game. The assist, oh, their they their game plan, the plays they run are just so amazing because Nikolai, I could talk so much days. You know how much I love Nikolai Jokic, man. I love a I love a big man that could do everything, everything, yeah. everything, and he does. And people doubt him for that. People look at him and they're like, oh, I don't know if he can really guard this guy. But then he's, he's out playing AD. It's yeah. Like, his defense, it's not like he's a liability. That's what I don't understand either. And he just made, he just elevates the play of everyone on his team, similar to LeBron throughout his career. Like, it, it's crazy. Um, and, yeah, and I know Jokic gets a lot of the credit, as he should, but, like, this, the everyone's been stepping up for them. So I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be a fun matchup against Heat. It's, it's like kind of like a – it's like – I don't want to say they're – they play similar, but they're both two teams that just have something to prove, and yeah. it's going to be fun. It's, it's going to be a dogfight for both teams. It's, it's really role players versus role players at this point. Exactly. So that's why it's going to be fun. I think we're going to see, you know, obviously we're going to see Jokic and Jimmy do their things, but we're going to see like some players really, really make a name for themselves because this is, you know, basketball's biggest stage. And I actually said it before the playoffs on one of our stories. This might have been like after game one or two of the, what, the Heat versus Buck series, but someone asked me. Might have been Andre. I don't even know who asked me on the story, but uh, who's a player I think will make a name for themselves this playoff series? I mean, this playoffs, like out of the entire playoffs, I said Gabe Vincent, and he is a player who, obviously outside of Caleb Martin and Jimmy Butler, but he stepped up huge in the uh, 
Eastern Conference. And they, the one game he didn't play, they got destroyed. So, again, that could have been a fluke. I don't know. But Gabe Vincent, he's a huge part of that Heat team. And I, I know I, I'm so excited for the finals, but, like, I'm also excited to see, like, what happens this offseason, like, for the Heat. I know you're on the flip side, Mike. You don't want to see these guys go elsewhere. But maybe they stay. But I, it's going to be fun, dude. And this Nuggets, um, this Nuggets Heat series is as a basketball fan, there's no better matchup you probably could have got. Mm-hmm. I mean, you talk, you, you say a lot of good things, and I like guys that make their names for themselves. I mean, I'm wearing a guy right now that made himself a name when he was on the Heat, Goran Dragic the Dragon. I mean, people weren't paying attention to him. He was, what, the, the backup to Steve Nash when he was on the Suns? Yeah. He came over to Miami and was making a name for himself. He, made, he helped us in the playoffs at times. Yeah. So, I mean, we... I mean, with the Heat, we've had that tradition, but I want to talk. I want to say though, with the with the Nuggets though, going forward, I do like. I want to say one guy that will make a name for himself. Christian Braun will make a name for himself. Yeah, I like Christian. Yeah, Braun. I, saw him, I saw him destroy West Virginia. Yeah, Christian He's, Braun will make a name for himself. He he plays hard. He plays his role. He's very 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 fundamental. Obvious, like like I can see he's very fundamental, but like. He 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 got some flash to him that I like, and he he's he's a good player, and he's got some he's got some fire in him that I, I like to see sometimes when he plays with the Nuggets because he's a big guy. He's like what six seven six eight. He's yeah, he's something like that, but he can he can shoot. He can shoot. He can shoot and he can dunk too. Like, you do that's the thing play. I like about that's the thing I like about him the most. Like you saw him at Kansas, he led him to a national championship, averaged probably twenty plus points, whatever. But you see him on the Nuggets, it's not like he's doing anything crazy, like. He's just doing what they're asking him to do. That's why this Nuggets team is as successful as they are. Because coming from college, where you're the guy, and then going to Denver, where you know you're the second or third guy off the bench, and you're really just out there to shoot it if you're open, but you know provide defense and just you know move the ball and do what you got to do. But that's why this Denver team is going to be successful. Um, has been successful this year because the guys have bought into that system, and um, you're seeing it with Brown, a guy who's the guy in college. Yeah, he look was. at him now. He goes in there, he in there for two, two, four, five minute stretches. He just tries to be make the right play, and that's what earns he's, my respect. He, that's he's like, another hustle guy for him. Like he's gonna go in there and hustle. Like he's just gonna go in there yeah, yeah. because, to be honest, if you want, because because that's that's the name of the game. If you want to make a name for yourself, you have to do what you're asked. Yeah. They, like obviously, coaches, scouts, like I know they get down and they're like, oh, they don't see the true talent and stuff like that. But like, it's not that they're trying to get the talent. They're not trying to get like the best of players at at times because they obviously have to think about what they already have. Like the Nuggets already had to think about what they already have. We don't need another ball dominant guy or another guy that could just, you know, like it would probably be great maybe to see it. Like if there was another All Star superstar with Nik- Nikolai Jokic, like a MV another MVP type of guy. But I feel like it yeah. would ruin him because it'd be like. Like you kind of have to share the ball more. Like other guys, role players want to get their touches, and and it it yeah. would fe- it would feel incomplete. It would feel like it's not there. Like it's it's there. Like you have the star power, but it's still not. I guess there. Yeah, and, and I think. No, what are you saying? Oh no, I was just gonna say like, and with that, like just with Christian Braun. I mean, Bruce Brown is also a great name to throw out there. I mean, um. I mean, Thomas Bryant is on their bench, who's also another big role-playing big man. I know he hasn't yeah. been playing as much, but um, yeah, Christian Braun and Bruce Brown are definitely big examples that come in, and they're your hustle guys. And I mean, Christian Braun is like another wing guy, another big body that you can throw at people yeah. if need be, and he can guard pretty well. He was 
I believe Christian Braun was taking the assignment up when when uh, Aaron Gordon was going out. He was guarding Kevin Durant. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, you have so, that yeah. like that, and it it works yeah. out. And I think uh, we're gonna see, you know, no disrespect to Denver uh, as an organization at all, but Denver's never been a place that really like attracts big name free agents. Yeah. But I think you're gonna see like guys want to play with Jokic and guys want to play in that system for Mike Malone and. Jamal Murray, like those guys, like I think you're gonna see. You might not see like you know, like I don't know, LeBron James time with the Nuggets, but um, you're gonna. I think you're gonna see guys who want to go there, and I, I think this is great for the NBA that two small. Well, Miami's not really a small market, but two like like less known teams in the NBA as opposed to Celtics, Lakers, like are in the finals because it's it, it, you it, you don't have to go to a big market to be successful. Yeah. And I'm just always sick of hearing about the Lakers, the Celtics, like the same even sometimes the Knicks, but. Um, that's what I think it's great for the NBA that this is the matchup. I know the ratings might not back up that point, but yeah. it's going to be just a great brand of basketball. I couldn't be more excited for it. Yeah, same here. Same here. I'm very excited for the finals. I mean, I mean, obviously, yeah, I know a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, you are because you're the Heat fan. Your team, your team made it. But, I mean, not going to lie, there was some thought that we weren't. But yeah, that was, that was because certain things happened. But going forward – this Nuggets team is very, very scary. Head to toe, they're literally the team. They are the team with the guy, with the coach, with with everything, top to bottom. And, and they got it all. I think, I think going forward, they're going to be perfectly fine. Keep building. I mean, their guys are really not even that much older. Like, they have their veteran guys, but obviously they're older. And it's like, okay, but like, you look at everybody else on the team. They're really not that much old. Their team is not old, which is scary because it's like this team, if they're making it to the finals now and had chances to make it to the finals before and they're growing still, it's pretty scary. Yeah. Pretty scary. It's going to be fun to watch, man. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a great finals, man. It's going to be great. I'm really excited for it. But, I mean, on the other end of that, we have a very little sad story, a little little sadness, a little craziness because, I mean – he just posted a cryptic video the other day, but Los Angeles Lakers and LeBron James, man, what is what is gonna go on? What are they looking forward to to this off season till next season? Yeah, what's gonna happen? Because I mean, here's what I'll say. Here's what I'll say. I think personally, with everything connected. With everything that's happened, even though I said yes, you bring LeBron to the playoffs, you give LeBron to the playoffs, you have a really good chance. I might have to, I might have to had to bite bite my words on that, bite my tongue on that, because obviously he's a lot older and he's not probably doing as best as he was before. But I will, but I will say this: the fact that they made it to the Western Conference to the point to where they were at, I think they had a successful season. To, to a degree. I see what you're saying. Now, with the players they have, like LeBron and AD, people expect more. People expect finals. People expect a ring. People expect winning. And that's fair. But I want to say, what team was the Lakers outperforming until the end of the season? What team was the Lakers outperforming? No one. They were at the mm-hmm. bottom of the West. I'm sorry, and I and I even told Brian before this, they should probably blow up the team, but I but if if they don't, or maybe get rid of a couple players and bring back a couple players, and maybe bring a couple more players that could accompany maybe AD and LeBron, 
I don't see it as a problem because they weren't performing good until the end. And yeah. and that did build up that that like I guess that momentum to keep winning in the playoffs. But at the same yeah. time, like yeah, I I agree. I mean, I think the key is you see it. You, you got to fill LeBron um around shooters. You got to get him shooters, right? Yeah. And I think with Anthony Davis, you just don't know what you're gonna get from him. You might get fourteen, fifteen. You might get fifteen and eleven, or he might be out for three weeks. Like you just don't know. Yep. And at this point in LeBron's career, you can't really afford for any uncertainties. And also, we don't know what's happening with LeBron. Me personally, I'd be very surprised if he's not back with the Lakers next year, or whether he's retired or a new team. Like I don't see him being anywhere but the Lakers next season. I think that's just uh, yeah. I I, he, I mean he just dropped forty points in an elimination game. Like yeah. he still got a little something left in the tank. And I don't know if he's, he's still, still trying to play. Almost thirty points a game. You think he needs to leave yeah. now? Exactly. And he is. He is. He he could. I, I don't think he will get another ring re- in yeah, especially next year. But um, yeah. I don't even know if that's his goal at this. point. Like I know he wants to win, but I know he also wants to play with his son. Yeah. So I, I don't know what what to expect. But I'd be surprised. Greatness. You also gotta remember Lakers, they don't have any really any draft picks for, for a little bit, for a little couple of years. So it's like, where do you even go? And I think we're gonna see guys I'll get into it later when we talk about our teams, but um I think Reeves has got a contract waiting for him. And I hope the Knicks if I hope the Knicks uh, go out and get him because I think the Knicks are a shooting guard away from contending, but I'm gonna save that for later. Um but if Reeves, I mean Lonnie Walker, I mean Schroeder might even get a bigger contract. Like they got again, they got guys who are gonna be getting paid. That's funny yeah. that you brought that up because I was thinking about the contract that he did sign. Remember when the the Lakers were offering him a contract and offered right? him that big old contract? Or it yeah. wasn't even – he took a – didn't he take a – wait, I forgot. No, it was the other way. He took a pay cut. Yeah, yeah. It was like he, – no, he he he, uh, he he had an extension waiting for him before the season because mm-hmm. he was on his expiring deal. And he bet on himself because he thought he could make more money and then he had a bad year and got paid uh, – he went to the Boston and got paid a veteran's minimum. Yeah. But it was like one year, six million or something like that. Yeah, and then he comes back to the Lakers. And I mean, he he had a good season. I mean, he did pretty good. I know a lot of people are questioning certain players like AD, D'Angelo Russell, guys that kind of. No, like- I would not. Okay, can I say something real quick? Sure. Um, sure. This is aimed towards everybody, and obviously, I'm a Westbrook fan. You see my OKC pendant. I'm a Knicks fan, but Westbrook's my guy. Um, I mean, all year it was. The, I, I should say after the trade deadline, it was like, oh, they upgraded at the point guard position, which the Lakers got better from the trade deadline, no doubt. But, I mean, they were destroying Russ on social media everywhere about um, how much he struggled with the Lakers. And you saw D'Lo, he's like, D'Lo is so much better and all this stuff. D'Lo was awful in the playoffs. Awful. And this is directed towards everybody who disrespected Russ, who um, was saying how much D'Lo was better than him and all this ridiculous stuff I would read online. I mean, he needs an apology. I mean, okay, maybe not. He's not. He's he's never going to get an apology. But I mean, Russ balled out in the in the series against the Suns. But I'm not. I'm not trying to talk about that. But I mean, this shows right here. It's like Russ is going to be one of those players who we look back, and I don't think people appreciate it enough. And obviously, I'm a Russ fan, so it's a little biased. But I I just had to go on my little rant there because everyone was telling me how much better the Lakers got, which again they did get better from the trade deadline. But the biggest part of that trade deadline was upgrading the point guard position and getting depth, and they. Upgraded and look how far I got them. D'Lo was off. He literally got benched in Game Four. So I mean, look. In hindsight, you know the grass is not always greener, and I'm always defend my boy Russ. And uh, yeah, so I just had to let that out, Mike. But that's my reaction. To that like D'Lo was awful, and I think they got him. I don't even think 
I, I, I'm not 100% sure what his contract situation is, but I would not bring Velo back. Yeah, I mean, going forward, how long? I mean, I like Velo. I like when he got traded and, like, what he was doing at first with the Lakers, but yeah, it, it yeah. was very, very disappointing. How When it came to the playoffs, it was like – What happened to Beasley, though? The Beasley, like, Beasley didn't even play. Beasley, I don't know. That was very interesting because, I mean, how do you go from leading the He had seven lead? threes in, like, his first game with the Lakers, and then, like – Yeah, and then just disappeared. Yeah, um, I thought that was weird. Uh, I'm not really sold on Darvin Ham as a coach. Like we saw, like uh, a couple game. I don't know what game it was. It might have been the Denver series or the Warriors series. It was Warriors series where he took LeBron out with six minutes left in like a four point game, and then LeBron subbed himself back in. Like he just does stuff. I, 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 I'm not really bought into that as a Knicks fan. I don't really, you know, I don't really care what the Lakers do. But um, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of Darvin Ham. Again, you got to give a guy more than one year, so he could definitely, tr- you know, he definitely turned things around after the trade deadline. But he just made questionable decisions, and um, I think he started. He gave D'Lo way too much time. I mean, it's the playoffs. If, you, if a guy's not playing well, you have to go in a different direction. He waited till game four when they were down 3-0 to really make a move and bench him. So I, I don't know. I'm not really sold on that. I think you just got to be able to make some decisions as a coach, and I, I just didn't like the decisions he made. But, I mean, I'm happy the Lakers lost, so I guess it worked out. Yeah. I mean, going forward, I mean, over, overall, I mean, I do, I do have to question Darvin Ham's. I guess the way he in game adjustments. I in game adjustments was probably not the best. And I mean I could maybe I give the benefit of the doubt for a lot of people, even it's bad how much I give the benefit of the doubt for a lot of people. But I mean this first year, I mean I know being crazy right now, my cat. Uh, but um I mean with what he had a team that just—it was so fresh. Like the team still was figuring out. Neither trade deadline was still like, "What do we do? We don't know what to do." And then the trade deadline happens, and you get all these new players, and you're like, "Okay, maybe we have something now." We upgrade at the point guard. We have another ring player, like, like um, Vando, Jared Vanderbilt, that could really hustle for you so much. Like, I would love to shoot. Bring Jared Vanderbilt to the Heat. He would love the Heat tradition. He loves that hustle, get the rebound. We would love to have him. I would love that. He didn't play a lot either, though, down the stretch. I mean, because he can't shoot. I didn't like that. Because he, in the Warriors thing, he was locking down Curry. He was perfect. Like, I get it. You need guys who can shoot. You also need guys who can defense. I was, I didn't understand, to be honest with you. Um, D'Angelo, I'm sorry. D'Angelo Russell can't guard. Cannot. He can't. No, 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 not at all. Yeah, Dennis Dennis Schroeder can guard because, I mean, he was obviously the pinnacle of guarding Jamal Murray. That didn't work out. But that's because Jamal Murray is Jamal Murray. But um, besides that, I mean, here's what I'll say for the Lakers in the offseason. To not even try to finish this quickly or anything. It's either you you get rid of some of those pieces that did not be expected to what they were going to be and get maybe – someone that has the potential to be that or maybe just another piece that can complement LeBron Nady better. Or I need people to hear me out on this. I said this before the podcast. Blow up the team. Blow it up. Keep LeBron. Keep LeBron. Keep Schroeder. Keep Vanderbilt. Keep who am I thinking of? There's another name I'm thinking of. Keep Reeves. That's hard though. I would say Keith Reeves. I would. He'd be my second guy to keep, but I'm really 
skeptical if he's going to stay if he gets a big bag because he just. But if you're blown, but if you're blowing up a team, I don't know if you could bring LeBron back. LeBron's not. I don't know if he's at that point in his career. He'd want to go through. But I'm not saying rebuild. I would just say more like, I would say if you trade what's the AD, asking right? Price? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but what's the asking price for AD? Yeah, you know, like the asking price for AD would have to be like at least an. That's it. Yes, they need draft picks, but if they, if they're only trading for draft picks, they might as well trade LeBron too. Yeah, but I mean, even if it's draft picks, I won't even try to get draft picks for Anthony Davis at that point. If you're trying to blow up a team and still win, I would at least say trade AD for either not a bunch of role players that could complement LeBron, but like better, like in t- like like if you trade Anthony Davis for like another not another big man, but like just another player that can actually. I don't even know because it's so hard to say against with AD because the man doesn't show up. He doesn't show up. I know. Up that's, the, that, that's the thing. That's like the so Lakers hard. are in that weird position now. What? Yeah. No, so, yeah, it, it, it's just hard because I don't – I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, I say they blow it up because of the fact that, like, they're in this point where they don't know and it's so bad to the point where they don't know because AD can't figure it yeah, out. Yeah. And he's supposed think, to be the guy. But I think – didn't like, no, I hear what you're saying. I do. But didn't they kind of already blow it up a little bit at the trade deadline? Like they really like. No, I feel like they did what, I, what I'm pretty much not blow it up. But I feel, I think they're pretty much they do what they did at the trade deadline and do it again. Yeah, they're doing they're doing what I said the first option. Like get the pieces that they think they can upgrade that that isn't good. Like yeah. they, they thought they upgraded with Deandre Russell at point guard. Obviously, we saw they didn't do that. That's it, yeah, they upgraded I mean, they like, another yeah. wing player, big guy, Jared Vanderbilt. They upgrade on that. They should definitely keep him because. He will they didn't even keep play him. him. I don't know why they didn't play him though. It makes no sense to me. Because see, that's another thing. That's why it's like, dang, is it? It's not that it's not, or is it Darvin Ham? It's just more like, like keep playing our consistency. No. Yeah, I, I get. I, yeah, I know. I hear what you're saying. I just don't know what the Lakers' options are because I, I think they have. To, I think they should do whatever they can to keep Reeves. But Reeves is going to get a bag, and I hope it's from yeah. New York. But. Yeah. Reeves is a guy I think they have to keep, and Hachimura too. Yeah, and the way he plays, Reeves plays so great that I just feel like he, and the way he plays, I think he'd be perfectly fine going to another team. Like even though he's like, oh, I'm yeah, far, for sure. I could probably play better with LeBron. I can probably make it farther with LeBron. I know there's those possibilities in his head he's thinking of, but I'm like, dude, you're you're so good. I think you can go to another team, either be the second guy. Or really, I mean, realistically, I think potentially he has a position to be like really a main ball dominant guy and and facilitate okay. offense and be able to score. So it's like he could potentially possibly be a number one guy, but like even then, him being a number two guy, he's scary. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, number one guy, it's just because he's only played with LeBron, so you know, yeah. obviously LeBron and AD. So he's, I guess, at best, he's the third the third option on that team. Yeah. So yeah, I get that. I think again, I think New York would be a great fit for him. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm a Knicks fan. I think New York would be a great fit for a lot of people. Um, but no, yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I think if you're the Lakers, I just don't know if you have a lot of options. Because if you trade AD, I think if you trade AD, unless if you get like a star in return, I think LeBron's out too. Then like, I, I just don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird about their relationship though. When people talk about it, the relationship between LeBron and AD. Like yeah. it's very, it's weird. Like they're very connected, very cool. But then, like when you see him in 
public and like the videos and pictures and stuff. when Anthony Davis didn't react to his breaking all time scoring record. And I know people are like, oh, it's not that deep. Like it's just like, well, everyone else there was having a great time. It's like what are one of the most like historic things has ever happened. I was on the Thunder were like, yeah, yeah, like no, no, ever going to be fine. broken again. Like yeah, LeBron exactly. could just be like, I'm gonna play till 45. I'm gonna be Udonis has him at the end of the bench and average two points a season. He could literally just carry on that that yeah, rank. Exactly. The end of that's his- why I kept him retiring. But um, yeah, no, I, I agree with what you're saying. I, I agree. I like I hear what you're saying about the Lakers. I just don't know. I think if they blow it up, they got to completely blow it up and restart. Yeah, that's fair. But that's just because that's I get that because you get rid of AD. Because I just don't know what they would get in return from AD. Like, what win-now player? Like, maybe Cat, but, like, I don't think the Timberwolves would do that. Like, I don't know what win-now – like, Dame. Well, actually, but I don't pretty think good they, for LeBron because Cat loves his yeah. good threes, so. Exactly. And the Blazers aren't trading – the Blazers aren't trading Dame for another, like, player who wants to win yeah. now. If they trade Dame, it's for the restart. So I think Clay goes that way. Remember, remember those stories when, when they said Clay was going to go to L.A., play with LeBron? Yeah, I do. Ridiculous. Maybe like yeah, maybe like a Paul George. Like I don't know what the, I, I don't know what like, like I'm just like there's not many options. Is what I'm saying here, and so mm-hmm. if you're the Lakers, it's, I think it's either restart you you try to bring the guys back because you know if think of it like next year if they bring most of those role players back that's at playoff time they'll have a year and a half playing together sure. and already have some playoff experience so it's not the worst thing in the world. Yeah, I guess you know and um I think I think Reeves is a big part though. I think they should do everything they can to bring Reeves back. Yeah, I think they should too. I mean, I love Reeves. It's, it's really hard because you see these guys go off, and they're bench players, and they're guys that are not bench players, but they're role players. They're not like the main guys. Austin Reeves wasn't starting every single game. He was on the bench for a little bit. So other teams are definitely being like, "Oh yeah, this guy's definitely going to be a starter on our team. We'll pay yeah. him the bag. He'll get more minutes. He'll get more of the ball. He'll enjoy it more and stuff like that." So. You know, I, I wish the best for the Lakers, but at the same time, it's just it's so iffy right now with their team. It's just like it's what happens when you have LeBron. I, like I'll, I get sorry to say, but it's what happens when you have LeBron. It's like you're in a position where it's just like you could go all the way, but at the same time, you probably won't. You, yeah, you need exactly. to have the right pieces around LeBron. But yeah, so. yeah, and also I gotta yeah, you gotta give credit to Rob Palenka and you know the the leaders over there and for the Lakers Especially from last year when everyone was whining about them about say Rob Palenka was like probably the worst GM and yeah. all that stuff. And they started two and eleven this year and finished um, a top top four team in the, in the league essentially. So uh, you know it, it, they definitely know what they're doing. I, I think they'll figure it out. As a Knicks fan, I hope they don't. But um, you know, good for them. I mean, they got they they were. It got to a point. If you're gonna tell me before the trade deadline, obviously, you tell me like January, December, January, the Lakers would be in the conference finals. Nobody would have believed it. So yeah. you know, they they made the moves they had to make to make take that next step. Can they do it again? I don't know. LeBron's getting older, and I think Davis can't stay healthy. Maybe do move. Maybe you do move AD and, and get another win now player. But the options for that are very limited, and you know you still know where they're gonna go with it. But it's gonna be interesting. They got a lot of decisions to make this offseason, and hopefully they can add those pieces to, to take that next step. But LeBron's getting older, so who knows what's gonna happen? Yeah, I get it. I mean, before all that, before we get into it, um, before we get into other things, what what do you feel? What do you feel like is most likely gonna happen with the Lakers? I think they're gonna to try to re-sign the players. I, I think they'll move on from D'Lo. 
I think they're going to try to. I think they might move back, move on from Vanderbilt. I, I think if they can't bring Vanderbilt back, they will. But I think Beasley's gone. Um, so I think they're going to bring back the core of that group. I think they're. I think they're going to resign Reeves. I'd be surprised if Reeves leaves. Or because I think the Lake there was reports saying the Lakers are going to do whatever they can to sign Reeves back. So unless if like the Knicks or. Any, I don't know why I said the Knicks, but any team offers Reeves like a ridiculous amount of money where the Lakers just can't match it. I don't think he's leaving the Lakers. So I, I think they're going to be running it back with Hachimura, obviously LeBron and AD. I, I'd be surprised. I think the number the number one thing they got to do this offseason is get uh, a point guard. Like get get like nobody create. I think I think they should get tied. They should try to get Tyus Jones. Um, you see reports about Trey Young, which I don't really buy, but I think Tyus Jones is a name they should try to go for. But um, yeah, so I think they're gonna run it back with a similar core. They're gonna lose a couple of those guys for sure. Achimura might be out of there too, but I, I think they're gonna run it back. I'd be surprised again if, if if LeBron's not back. And if LeBron's back, that probably means AD's back. So I think what you're looking at is a very similar roster with a couple minor changes. And if if they don't bring Reeves back, I think they're actually in trouble a little bit. Um but I think keys for the Lakers, get a point guard. I think they should trade for Tyus Jones. Um but that that's what I think, Michael. I know you, you you might be a little bit you might have a different view. So let me hear what, what do you think the Lakers are going to be next season? Like what are they going to do this offseason? It's 50-50. It's either they get rid of a lot of players and they try to just really build around LeBron and AD or they kind of keep the same team. It's really the only thing I think yeah. a lot. I think that's the yeah. only realistic thing right now is what I think. Obviously my my dream or my what if situation is really to blow up the team and just kind of build around LeBron. Maybe obviously sign back Austin Reeves and Vanderbilt, guys like that. But I think realistically the best right now for them is maybe just to somehow either keep the same team and maybe just get rid of D'Lo, Malik Beasley, fill those positions in. Or I keep the core and then get everybody else out. That's yeah. the only realistic thing I see for them. and. I, I hope the best because obviously I root for LeBron and obviously I'm one of the candidates that say LeBron's a GOAT. But, I mean, with this, <laughs> it does hurt a lot on his legacy. But, I mean, moving forward, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes for him because obviously I am in better better positions than him now. So I could care less, unfortunately. Love you, LeBron. But should have stayed in Miami. Just kidding. But um, <laughs> Trying to get drafted there. Yeah, other, other than that. Yeah, hopefully Bronny gets drafted to Miami and then he can come back to Miami, but we don't know. We'll see how that goes. You know, hopefully he has a good season with USC. Um Yeah. You know, maybe make him go to the final four. That'd be pretty cool. But um yeah. we'll, we'll see how that goes. Other than that, the Lakers, man, I mean they gotta figure it out at this point. I mean I'm not gonna say force it very fast because it's still I'm not gonna say it's a new team, but it's like newly coached. You brought in new players halfway through the season. You really were at the bottom. Like, this is more general. I'm saying more. I'm, like, forgetting about the fact that they have LeBron AD. Like, this is what it was. This is a Lakers team that has good players on the team. They finish at the bottom of the West. They have a new coach. They had new players coming through halfway through the season. They barely made the play-in, and they went all the way to the Western Conference. If you explain another team rather than the Lakers, you think, that's a pretty successful season. But then when you think it's the Lakers, you're like, hmm. We don't yep. know. So that's really the problem, but I just hope they figure it out. Like I said, it's 50-50. Either they keep their core and then get everyone else out of there, or they keep LeBron and AD and they just kind of build around them. That's it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, for sure. 
I think it's going to be interesting to see. I think this is going to be a big offseason for them. And, you know, LeBron's got maybe two, three years left. Like, we don't know. Maybe, I mean, according to LeBron, he might have zero years left. But, I mean, we'll see. But, again, I'd be surprised if he's not back in the Lakers uniform. And, uh, you know, he's got decisions to make. It's big offseason for them if they want to, you know, get back to that championship back in 2020. Like, do the same thing. So, it should be fun to watch, man. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. A hundred, a hundred percent. I just hope they, they, they can get to it. Because, I mean, I will say this. As a... As a as a as a, even as a Heat fan and everything, I've always loved LeBron. Um, watching him play and see how he adapts to all the situations he's been in. Obviously, coming to South Beach, then going back to Cleveland, and then going to play with the Lakers and all that stuff, and seeing how he's adjusted really, really good in those areas. But just, I guess it's more. I'm not gonna blame it on the supporting cast, obviously, because I feel like that's a lot of big arguments with LeBron is that his supporting cast isn't good enough, and he's LeBron James. But we'll we'll see how it goes. Other than that, because I mean, I think it's more. And I'm sorry to say this, and I'm sorry if anyone's a big Anthony Davis fan, but I think he, I think he messed up the bed worse than LeBron. Like I think LeBron actually tried. Because he's like, I'm 38, and I'm trying to reach Michael Jordan. I'm trying to be the GOAT GOAT. Like, I'm trying to be that guy. And we're we're saying, we said it now when we were talking about the Denver, you have to have a team rather than a bunch of stars. You have to have a team. Have a team that's invested. You can't just have – and LeBron knows that best. We know the first year when we got LeBron on the Heat, People were like, oh, they're going to be great. They have LeBron, D-Wade, Bosh. What happened? We we got, we got we lost to a team full of role players. I'm sorry, Dirk Nowitzki and a bunch of role players. And the guys are old. We lost to a bunch of guys that were older. <laughs> Better, we lost sure. vets and role players to the Mavericks. And then Dirk Nowitzki carried them when he needed to be, which was phenomenal. And I would argue Dirk Nowitzki is probably one of the greatest European players of all time. But, yeah, yeah, uh, and LeBron knows that. Le- and I know LeBron knows. I, I feel I, I know because I know LeBron. I'm not saying I know LeBron personally, but I know LeBron knows that. Since he played with us, he knows that when you're invested every way through, everyone has a role, everyone deserves either the ball or deserves a minute or two in the game for whatever whatever they have to do, whatever they're asked for, you win games, you win finals, you keep – because there's been points where we were we were down. And when we had them when we were down, the Spurs, we were supposed to lose. What happened? Ray Allen hits a three in the corner. Yeah. And we win the series. Or, well, no, we go. We win game six, we go to game seven, and we win the series. If that doesn't happen, the Spurs have another ring. Tim Duncan maybe has six rings now. And Tim Duncan's maybe now – wait, does he have six or he has five? He had five. He'd have five. Five and one. He would have five, right, with that? He is five and one, so he would have six. Oh, so he would have six. So maybe Tim Duncan would probably be the greatest player of all time. I told you, yeah, I was telling you, bro. Like Tim Duncan's most underappreciated. Like I don't get how he's not in people's tops top seven of all time. If he's not in the top seven, greatest power forward of all. I don't know who's another power forward that has as much winning and as much success. Tim Duncan. Yeah, also revolutionized the game with the bank shot. Like he, yeah, I don't know. He's he's a guy who's never been respect. Like if he's not someone's for me, I have him number six all time, but. If like I hear people don't even have him in this top ten, I'm like, dude, get in my face! Like that, that's crazy. I don't know what to say to people when they don't have Tim Duncan in their top ten. Sorry, yeah. What other power forward is better than Tim Duncan? 
Please, please let Nobody. me know that has five championships. It has five yeah. championships, has multiple all stars, has multiple yeah. winning seasons. I don't, I don't, I, I couldn't even tell you to be honest with you, Mike. And um, if he went six no in the finals, he'd be in the same breath. He as, had a chance. I mean, he did. He yeah. had a chance. No, four. He didn't but work he, out. Like he talked about very differently. Um, because they came and, back the next year and whooped us. They came back the next yeah, year and whooped us. Yep, exactly. So I, I don't know, Mike. That's just something that I've always thought that. Like, I'm glad you actually said that because I don't, I don't. If he's not, he's hands down, in my opinion. Maybe in 20 years from now, we'll have a different conversation. Maybe we'll be honest. I don't know. I'm not going to ahead of myself here, but he's easily the best power forward of all time. I think. Well, I, think I mean, you could probably put argument for maybe like. Yes. Okay. I'm like. Who else? I mean, maybe you put an argument with Dirk. Maybe, maybe but it's Dirk. like Dirk doesn't have four other championships. I know, yeah. He doesn't have as much. I don't think he has as much All Stars as Tim. I don't think he has as much. Dirk has MVP, but yeah, I mean, um, Dirk does. Oh, he does have it. Does Dirk have an MVP? I'm pretty sure he does. He also has, he also has well, he has a ring too. But uh, I I don't know. It, and he has a final MVP too. Well, I think Tim Duncan does does too. And he has a one or two. I think, or yeah. Manu, that one one. I think Manu, uh, finals MVP. Did he? I can double, I can, let me, I can, I can double, double check that. that because I, I, I know that Spurs, oh, and we're going to talk about Spurs here in the next couple of minutes because I'm about to bring up a player. So, yeah. when we get to uh, another conversation, but, uh, one team I'll yeah. never disrespect. Never. I'll never say anything bad. I know they weren't that good or anything. I will never say anything bad against oh, yeah. the Antonio Spurs. I have the yeah, I mean, utmost respect for the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah. I mean, so he's, he's a five-time champion, 15-time All-NBA, 15-time All-Defensive, Rookie of the Year, three times Finals MVP. He also he has, has MVP. He has 30 All-NBA things, All-Defensive and All-NBA. Are you crazy? Who has that? 30 of them things. Oh, um, wow. What's it called? Uh, yeah, exactly, bro. It, it makes. Who has all? Yeah, I... Who has fifteen All NBAs and fifteen All Defensive? That's crazy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Three. He's three Finals MVPs. It's crazy. It, it's crazy. Yeah, Reese wrong. He didn't just win one. He won three. See, that's. I don't. I don't understand the underappreciation for Mister Fundamental Tim Duncan. Like that is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. That, oh gosh, it's crazy. And that was one of the first guys that gave LeBron his respect. If you look at that, what two thousand eight was it? Two thousand eight, two thousand seven, when they went against the Spurs. Look, a Tim Duncan. Oh, was was LeBron, this is your league. This is your. Was this is you. What was it? It wasn't two thousand eight and two thousand ten. The Lakers, Celtics. Oh yeah, never mind. Was two thousand four, two thousand five? Oh, I'm um, crazy. It was LeBron's like second or third. It was like his third year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh he LeBron's third year, he went to the finals, which is crazy. A little bit unheard yeah. of, but, you know, especially for his player of caliber, but we're not going to get into that. But the thing that I was trying to say was, even then, in his third year in his career, a guy named Tim Duncan, one of the, probably at that point, argued to be one of the greatest power forwards, one of the greatest players, top 10 greatest players, probably at that point, because he still was already successful before then, was telling LeBron, you're the guy of this league. You're the best player, yeah. man. Say, he messed around and said, thank you for letting us win this finals. But, like, you're the guy. 
That's what yeah. that's what Tim Duncan was saying to LeBron. So that's crazy. What? So that's what, three years in the NBA. He's 18, 20. So he's he joined at 18. So he's what, 2021? 20, Imagine being 2021 20, being told by Tim Duncan, you're the guy of the league in yeah. the final. After the fact, you got For sure. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. I mean, it's crazy. I don't get how you don't give, in general, people don't give Tim Duncan his flowers, man. It makes no sense to me. I don't know what else that man could have done. So. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just that we bring him up because we went from Lakers to him. But I mean, even then, like like I said, even with the connection of LeBron, this is what that's what happens. Because even though yes, you could say Tim Duncan is one of the greatest guys of all time, but was Tim Duncan always like the scoring guy on the Spurs? No, no, he wasn't. Nobody did everything else though. Yeah, he had everything yeah. else. He was guarding his guy. He was getting read. Like man could. And what's crazy is he could pass too. Maybe it wasn't like. Yeah. The most flashy passer, but like they play yeah, their I mean, offense. Obviously, obviously, like people are gonna say this. I know what people are gonna say stuff about you know he played with Tony Parker, David Robinson, Ginobili, a bunch of Kawhi Leonard, like a bunch of great players. Like I mean, it's just a silly argument. Like you need great teammates. Him. Him. Yeah, they played with they played him. him. I would argue they played with him. Also, you need good players to win. Like yeah, it, that's what I never like. It's different when you're talking about the KD Warriors or like. Kevin Durant joins the Suns, like whatever. But like, you need uh, a team. I know, I this isn't a logo of Jimmy Butler. This isn't exactly. Jimmy yeah. Butler. This yeah. is a Jimmy Butler. Exactly. So I, I, I don't understand. Um, I, I, you need teammates to win. It's, it's that simple. So yeah. Um, Dude. Tim Duncan's a guy who's always going to get my respect, and I, if it's so, he's not so you said people bring up Manu. Manu took a year or two off the NBA to play overseas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry if you're gonna call him. Oh, he was helping Tim Duncan. No, he wasn't. He was rather go play over in Euro in the Euro League and kill it over there. And then he came. Then he was okay. I go. I go to the NBA and kill it there. Makes no sense. So I don't get it. it, It's 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 odd. I call it the odd disrespectful. I call it odd disrespect when it comes to players like that. You have so many players like that that maybe either either they're like Tim Duncan where they won a bunch of rings and won a bunch of awards that they deserve their respect, or there's a bunch of players that like maybe they didn't win those awards or maybe didn't get to the finals, but they were so good that it was just like you, yeah. you can't you can't knock what they did. You can't knock yeah. exactly what they were able think, to do. Yeah, and I'm, I'm gonna say this on the pod now, but Mike, I think we. Uh... We're gonna have to get like an all-time episode coming this summer. Oh yeah, given the, the people are top, top, uh, top rankings all time. It's gonna get. I know where it will get controversial, Mike. But uh, I mean, I think we just got to. That would be something cool for the fans. Of we course, all but know I'm where that controversial spot is. What? We all know where that controversial spot is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, real ones know, man. Real ones know. That one spot. <laughs> Might as well just have a whole episode just for the number one. Yeah, really. But uh, yeah, no, not to go off topic, but yeah, no, I mean, I'm glad we're giving uh Tim Duncan his respect. I mean, he's been a guy who, for some reason, I mean, yes, a lot of people say he's the best power forward of all time, so he does get, you know, the flowers he deserves. But like, still, like, I just think if you went six zero in the finals, and you know, it's a what if, can't buy into the what if, people be talking about him a lot differently. So yeah. it's just crazy how people still don't talk about him enough. You, but he's a guy. You, who think, really people six you think people still give him the recognition as the goat? I don't think they would. Tim Duncan. I don't think people would still. No, no they wouldn't say he's the goat, but uh, no, no, he would not be the goat. I, I shouldn't say that, but he. I don't. Th- I think he'd easily be top five player all time. Top five, six rings. 
Three is three finals MVP. If that's four finals MVPs, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, it's crazy. I don't know what he hasn't done. I don't either. Cause he did it on both ends. He was on all NBA 15 times and all defensive team 15 times. Mm-hmm. Crazy. I don't know any other player that's doing that. I don't, maybe the only player that's closest right now would probably be what, like Kawhi Leonard? Maybe. For what? Like guys that have like all like that much of all NBA and all defensive team, that means you're doing all Giannis, maybe. Giannis maybe now, but like yeah. his is very low right now. He probably has three all NBA four or five all NBAs and maybe like yeah. two, three all defensive. Tim Duncan has fifteen each. Yeah. So it's crazy. Um, he still has to play twelve, thirteen more seasons to get that. Giannis. Yeah. That that's what's yeah. crazy. So Yeah. I'm glad we talked about that, but though, for overall, sure. Overall, I, mean, I think the thing that we're talking about with Tim Duncan, with the Lakers, is just being invested and being able to just, like, not just keep going, but, like, how, how can I say this? Just, hmm, I, I don't know. For For LeBron at this point, it's more he needs to be able to not just adjust. But be able to just take what's given to him and, and try to and try to like hopefully get the right type of guys for whatever it is. But right now for LeBron, it needs to be he needs to settle in a role where it's like he does what he does, but then like he can also do other things maybe to help the team in little things, is what I'll say. Yeah. Because when it comes to Tim well, the reason why we talk about Tim Duncan and all that stuff, we talk about a guy that he, and this is what we just said. Even if he won six rings, he still wouldn't even be talked about as a goat because he still didn't even put like his presence. Like obviously, we talk about, argue he only averaged I think like nineteen and ten throughout his career. But... So people would be like, "Oh, he's not the goat because he didn't average thirty. He didn't." He was also form, but like, up double doubles before people like really did like it, it. It you know people look at triple. Obviously, my boy Russ changed that narrative too, but. Now, people see double-doubles and, and triple-doubles and aren't as impressed, which I get. The game's changing, so rightfully so, I get it. But yeah. he was putting up double-doubles when it wasn't that common, and he's he's just not going to get the respect he deserves because, you know, you're thinking about the present where the game's just changed so much, and you see, like, you see like random guys put – not random, but just guys who don't play a lot, but then they get one night where they play a lot, and they get – they give you 15 and 10. That's just how the game is now. It's faster paced, more possessions, and – that's why I just I'm glad we put respect on Tim Duncan's name and he's an all time great and should get the correct uh, recognition for it. Yeah, no, for sure. And just moving forward on, I just hope the best for the Lakers and move. They can keep moving on with everything, everything going on. I guess and I hope I hope the best for LeBron. I hope. I mean, fifty fifty. I guess we're both on the same thing of just either you build around AD and LeBron or you kind of just. You keep your main core, and then you build around everybody else after that. So we'll see what they go on for that. But going on to the other side from the Western Conference, we get to the long. Probably something that should have not went this long is what I would argue. But at the same time, I think I'm not surprised. Not that I wasn't. I'm surprised how it went. But the number, the game it went to, I'm not surprised because we kind of did all think that, especially if the Heat were going to win before the series. People thought the Heat would win. The only way the Heat would win would go to game seven. But here we are. Heat. The Heat 
are going to the NBA Finals against the Nuggets, beating the Boston Celtics in a Game 7 after leading 3-0 against the Boston Celtics. Brian, I'm going to let you take this right now because I know everyone's probably going to be awaiting for what I got to say, and I'm going to say everything. I'm going to say everything because it was very emotional, very everything on Monday for me. Really, the whole series was every. You can you even know I was texting you every minute, every quarter, yeah. every second. I was telling you how I felt, what was needing to happen, what was going like. You know how oh, yeah. this was meant for me because like I'm such a diehard fan that like even when we were in the plan, I was still like, there's something there, there's something there. We can make it. Even though we got to go up against the Bucks, we got to go up against the Knicks. We got to go up against the Celtics. We may be mismatched, but we are the Heat. We have been here before. We have been doubted again. Game seven, I'm not going to lie to you, Brian, before you go off. I was 100%. I was maybe, no, I'm not going to lie. I was at least at least 90% sure that we were going to win that game because we were back on the end where people were like, you're not going to win this game. You guys are going to lose. You guys have no chance. The statistics were right. The only way you guys win was a 3% chance before. Guess what? We won. We went back to Boston and give them the big bird. That's all I'm going to say for right now. Uh, Go ahead. What's it called? No, yeah. Um, I mean, there's not even much to say, to be honest with you, Mike. But, uh, I mean, the Heat, it, it's kind of like Jimmy wanted this to happen, it feels like. I mean, up 3-0. And, obviously, the Celtics by themselves – take a, a 3-0 lead themselves, go win three in a row themselves. And going into game seven, I mean, I, I did say, you can ask Andre, you can ask uh, my boy Alex, like, I ha- I did have the Heat winning in game seven. Um, yeah, but I agree with what you're saying. It's just something about, like, the Heat only, not only play well, but when, when back's against the wall, that's when they show up. And honestly, it just looked like they were ready for that. They were ready for that since the tip. And Boston just wasn't. Jalen Brown was awful. Awful this year. Horrendous. Do not pay that man $65 million a year. Do not pay that, do not do that if you're the Boston Celtics. That's what I think. Um, the turnovers, I mean, obviously Tatum, that injury maybe affected the game, but, I mean, it's part of basketball. It happens. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, prayers for him. I hope he's everything's well for him. But uh, I, ho- I think the whole entire – I want to talk about the Heat, but the whole ent- a lot of people would be like, is Jalen Brown better than Jason Tatum? I never bought that for a second. I always thought Jason Tatum was better. I mean, Tatum didn't have the greatest of series on his part, but um, I was just looking at it like I, I think there's a difference between between being a really really good player and a real and a great player, and I think that's going to be the difference between Jalen Brown and Tatum. Tatum's going to have that aspect of him that makes him a great player, and I think Jalen Brown's always going to be a really really good player, just not a great player. Because game seven, your season's on the line. You come back from three zero for this moment, and your best player goes down. Brown had to step up, and he did the complete opposite. So as a Celtics fan. I mean, you got to be happy your team fought back, but at the end of the day, you lost, and that's that's all it really comes down to. Um, and then on the flip side, the Heat. Um, I mean, wow, they had everything go their way game seven. I mean, they just out hustled the Celtics, they outshot the Celtics, they played smarter, and like Jimmy Butler deserves his recognition. But I know you're going to get into it, Mike. But I'll say it quickly: the undrafted players. I, I know we're going to hear that word a lot. But you look at the Heat, Caleb Martin, all those guys, man. Um, Caleb Martin, we got to talk about him for a second. I remember seeing him play in Nevada. He was a dog in college. Obviously, got he was undrafted, signed with the Hornets. The Hornets waived him. Ended up with the Heat. 
Uh, it worked out well. I mean, I think what was the game? Jimmy Butler did not play well. It might have been game five or six. And Caleb Martin, obviously they lost, but kept him in that game. And without Caleb Martin, they are not playing tomorrow night. And he had a great series. I'm happy for him. Lowry. I mean, we didn't see a lot of love. Um, Bam, I've said this before. When Bam's aggressive, Bam is one of the best bigs in the league. I believe that. When he's not aggressive, he, he reminds me a lot of Anthony I love Davis. You back for that comment. I love you, but yeah, no, but I was just saying, um, what, but he reminds me of Anthony Davis. Like when he's aggressive, he's insane, unstoppable. When he's not aggressive, it's like you even notice he's out there. For the Heat to win the series against Denver, they need him to be that guy along with Jimmy. But uh, obviously, Max Struess is another name that played very well. And Gabe Vincent, I said it before we got on, when he didn't play, the Heat looked like a completely different team. So he's got a contract waiting for him too, Mike. Um, so I'll finish it off by saying um, I, I think the Heat, I don't know if I love the matchup with Denver, but, I mean, the Heat have shown they can beat anybody. I mean, nobody liked them playing against the Bucks. I mean, the Knicks was probably the one series where most people picked them to win. Um, and then you look at the, the, the Boston series where they were up 3-0. And then the Heat come back. I think that's the signs of a, of a great team, though. You know, you're up 3-0. I'm, I'm not saying losing three in a row is a sign of a great team, but they could have just, like, coming back from that loss where Derek White hits that game-winning shot, that's tough. And they did it. They, You could tell, like, Jim, you saw Jimmy in the press conferences. We're going to stay positive. I mean, at that point, it's over with. you got to focus about the next game. And that's what they did. And shout-out to Coach Spolstra. I'm, I've said it before, Mike. I always sound like a broken record. Outside of, like, Popovich, just because of what Popovich has accomplished, he's the best coach in basketball. I don't think there's any... Any debate for that. Um, his in-game adjustments, and he just gets his players ready to play. <coughs> so, Mike, I'll uh, toss it to you, Mike, let you go on your little uh, heat rant, rightfully so. But, uh, I mean, you got to be happy with the team where your team played. And it's going to be a fun series, Mike. And this, as a basketball fan, as I said before, this is the perfect matchup for basketball fans. And I'm, I'm happy for you, Mike. I'm happy that your team made it this far. Obviously, I wish it was the Knicks. But uh, I, I, I would not mind seeing Jimmy Butler get a ring. So, Mike, again, I just want to say congratulations, man. Good luck. I know it's going to be a stressful next couple of weeks for you, but anything's possible. They beat, they've beaten the, the teams that they've beaten so far. I mean, no one thought they'd be in the Bucks. No reason they can't beat the Nuggets. I'm not saying it will happen. I'm not saying it won't happen, but you got you got to be happy, Mike. got to be happy where your team's at, but you, I know your job's not finished. Um, you, I didn't want to say everyone is looking at me right now, and you're looking at me where I'm sitting. I would like to explain where I'm sitting right now. Because this is the exact very spot. I know I wanted to be somewhere. I know I maybe, but I was in the spot where I wanted to be. I'm home in my, in my house watching Game Seven. I have never let out a scream or a, a yell louder than I did when that last horn went off, and I probably haven't cried as hard as I had since then for a little, for a long, for a little bit. But I cried, man. I cried so much about us winning this game seven and us going to the finals. And a lot of people are going to be like, that's over-exaggerating. Like, what the heck? This is just basketball. It's a game. But, like, we have gone through so much. I mean, even myself, I have gone through so much, but I'm not going to talk about my personal life because it's obviously we're talking about basketball. But this was one of the biggest joys I've ever had in my life that, like, a team like this, our team right now, making it all the way to the NBA finals has meant so much to me. And has been just a joy watching. Has been a, obviously a stress because it's like we do so good. And it's like you expect more. But at the same time, I'm not going to lie to you, Brian. I'm not going to lie to everyone else. 
even when we were losing games or when we kind of did lose that 3-0 lead against the Celtics, I still knew we had a chance because I know when the Heat, this is what happens. This is what happens when you get, this is just, this represents almost the people in Miami, people of everything, like, and Eric's supposed to talk about this. Like, we, like, the Heat represent a lot of just real-life stuff. But, like, we, we, we've been doubted ever since LeBron left. We've been doubted. That's been, we are the one team that people are like, when you think about us, you're like, yeah. They're, they're, their years were over. They had LeBron. It's done. They're not going to win. I want to ask now to those people, how many times has that team that you talked about without LeBron has gone to the finals? Two times. Two times. Almost three. Two times now. We have been to the finals since. Without LeBron. And it's been absolutely amazing. But talking about this current series, we, we came out. We came out swinging for the, not even the fences. We came out swinging for the buildings beyond the ballpark. We were swinging everything. And I loved it because everybody was on the same page every game. Even when we were getting beat, it was like we were trying, we were trying, and we maybe made miss some mishaps, and certain players weren't playing well. And, I mean, you even brought Gabe Vincent. Gabe Vincent was out the game that we got smacked. That probably brings in a better chance. That brings in another defensive player that can guard and also score. But, I like, right now I'm thinking about so much to say, and I have a lot to say I'm going to keep going. But this right here is, like, I don't even know where to start. And, and I think I'm just going to start with the easiest. And that's going to be Jimmy Butler. I think Jimmy Butler did what Jimmy Butler was supposed to do. And that wasn't just with scoring. People need to stop focusing on the scoring part of Jimmy Butler, the scoring part of the Heat. Because what people don't know is we were last, dead last, in points per game in the regular season. Why do you expect us to, to be the number one? We're not a number one offensive team. We're not. We don't have the players, unfortunately, but it still works out. This goes on the phrase that I've always loved this phrase, defense wins championships. And I know that maybe connects more with football or anything, but we're showing it here right now. We are showing it how we saw how we, uh, and I'm sorry to say this, Dre, I love you, my man, shout out. But we exposed Jalen Brown. We slightly expose Jason Tatum when it comes to clutch time because if you look at that man's turnover ratio when it comes to the fourth quarter in the last five minutes, Jason Tatum turns over the ball too, 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 too much, and it's ridiculous. And you see Jalen Brown, the man, I'm sorry, you are in the NBA. Jalen Brown, I think you're great, and I've even argued Jalen Brown, come down to Miami. We love the way you play. You can score lights out. I'm nuts because you're also a good defensive player and can rebound the ball. Come play for us. You can do everything. We have guys that can do a little bit of everything, probably just more on the defensive end because we preface on defense. We threw man-to-man. We threw zone at him. And that zone that we threw at him when Haywood Highsmith was on top of that, shout-out to Willie Jesuit, shout-out to West Virginia, you know, proud Mountaineer right now for that, for West Virginia on that. But Haywood Highsmith, when he was on top of that 1-3-1 zone or that 1-2-2, oh my gosh, the man, that man deserves another, a, a big role next year for the Heat or a big role on the team. Haywood Highsmith can guard. 
If y'all saw him the way he was guarding Jason Tatum, he can guard. I haven't seen a lot of players like that have the defensive fundam fundamentals to guard a player. He was able to steal the ball when Jason Tatum would do his little size up, his little between the legs. I'm going to step back. I'm going to go between my legs and step back. No, Haywood Heisman was like, I'm on that. You're not scoring on me. I'm sorry, bud. Go somewhere else. You're not scoring on me. But I want to talk. Well, since, I, since I did talk about Jimmy Butler, I will also take out the other fact of another player that everyone was talking about, Bam Adebayo. And, and I know, Brian, you went into this and you talked about how Bam is arguably probably maybe third, fourth best big man in the league, probably after Joel Embiid, probably. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. You, know, you did give, He's probably one of the best big men in the league when, yeah, when, when he's aggressive. I he's agree. aggressive and everything. And he was. And it was. We saw that. We saw that happen early in games, and he kind of did take a step back. But and I know people are like, "Oh, well, he wasn't aggressive offensively." And this is what, I, and this is, I said this not even a couple minutes ago. Stop when it comes to the Miami Heat, and I know, I know it hurts us, and I know at times it's, it's where it hurts because I know the game is like this, this is all about scoring. But, but I don't know if you heard this, Brian. We were last points per yeah. game. We were last in the regular season. And three points shooting too, right? No, not three points. I think three points shooting were fine. Hmm? Uh, you guys were like on the bottom half of three point percentage. Yeah, I think uh, bottom half. Regular game. But even still, because yeah. last year I know we were we weren't like high in points per games, but at least we were in the middle of the pack. And then we were like last year we were top three per point percentage. I think we were number one or number two as a team because of Duncan Robinson and the way we did our handoffs and everything with Duncan and Tyler. But um, why? Why I just you see the players that we have. I do not like it that people keep thinking, oh, like, you guys should be better offensively. Look what we do on the defensive end. What team is doing that on the defensive end in a playoff game, throwing mans and zones? Mm -hmm. You know what NBA players have to say about zones? They say that's the easiest thing to do. Even yeah. coaches in high school say if they start playing zone, they don't want to keep playing man because they can't guard. What happened? What happened? The Celtics could have scored. They barely scored. Like I can say, when they scored, maybe the game that they destroyed us, they scored. Yeah, they phased out. Like they, like they were just. They were also missing open looks. Like they just didn't look like they could handle it. Oh yeah, no, they. they I mean, I feel like they could have because, I mean, we had the right players. I mean, we went to a small lineup in Game Seven where, where Jimmy Butler was our biggest guy, or Haywood Highwood Smith was our big guy because he was six seven, six eight. Like we took Bam yeah. out. We didn't play Zeller. We didn't play. Obviously, we didn't play Yurtsevin. We didn't play Kevin Love near the end of the season or near the end of the season. Why didn't Kevin Love play, though? I, I was confused. Well, why, why did Kevin Love – Why did he play or why didn't he play? How come, like, how come like, down the stretch of the series, they, he didn't really play? Because the Knicks series, he played a lot. So, I know game three or game four, he kind of went down with an injury. Oh, yeah, so, on the jump shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jump yeah, yeah. shot, which was – he was fine with that because he did play after that. But I think it's just the the – I think it's just more of the idea that their second big man that came off the bench was Robert Williams, and I don't think Kevin Love could really yeah that matchup. I see maybe no, young Kevin Love. You know what I mean? Maybe young Kevin Love could probably keep up yeah, with no, I see. Robert Williams. But I think yeah, I was gonna say I think more of the reason he played more in the Knicks series is probably because he can he's a body he can like he could yeah. he could contain Randall. You know, and mm -hmm. the Heat. I mean, with the Celtics, like not that he couldn't, 
I think Robert Williams is an insane offensive player, but just his length, it'll be a tough matchup. It's a tough matchup, and I think Robert Williams, I mean, he can guard from the three-point line in, really. Because yeah. he was guarding Jimmy Butler at the end and, and like, guarding him at the three-point line, and Jimmy Butler would drive, and he would just block it, So, which annoyed me. But I, I got to give props to to the Time Lord, to, to Robert Williams. The, man, the man's a beast. Shout out to Dre, man. Robert Williams, man, I hope you guys keep it. That dude's a beast. I, I like Robert Williams. Yeah. And I, I, I really I really thought he would play more more than Al Horford, but that didn't. Well, game seven, he uh he had like a really bad stomach virus, so he was in and out. Like he was like throwing up during the game. Apparently, it is pretty. That's why he only played. Is that? I mean, he is pretty. That's why only played thirteen minutes. Yeah, I would say he just he's he's like we he's oddly injury prone. It's weird. With Robert yeah, Williams, I mean, oddly injury prone. Yeah, that was just tough. I mean, yeah, the Celtics with the Tatum injury in game seven. Um, <laughs> with Rob Williams being sick, like it was just tough for them for sure. And then Jalen Brown having the horrific game he had, yeah. Um, you know, so I don't know, Mike. Like, what do you think of what? I, not to change the, you know, change the conversation to Boston, but like, do you re do you resign Jalen Brown to that massive deal? I think it's a huge mistake if the Celtics sign signed a two hundred sixty million dollar contract. I, I think it's a terrible idea. It's hard. It's really, really hard. And I want to say we're the fault to that because you expose him. We, it's not that we expose. Uh, yeah, you could say that. And I, and I would also say we did do that. It's just if you look about, because remember, I did this with the Lakers. You look about the broadness, you look about the generalness of, of the Celtics, right? You think of, you think of the fact that they were the number one team and everything. And you got beat by an AC team. You got beat by a team that lost their first game in the play-in, had to work their way through. We beat the number one team in the East. Then we beat another team that was in the was the top five team yeah. in the East. Your your Knicks. Then we yeah. then we played the number two in the East. We we haven't had an easy. We have not. No, yeah. it has not been, it's not like you guys have been playing cupcakes. So you no. guys obviously it helped with the injuries. Obviously with the Buck series, but. And Giannis came back, and the guys still took care of business. So, yeah. no, for I mean, sure. we played the Celtics when they were a hundred percent, really. Yeah, we kind of did. Yeah, yeah. and they yeah, no, they did. went down real uh, against us. But so, like, but if you're Boston, like, what do you do? I would probably sign and trade. I can't. You cannot. I don't think you can sign the two hundred sixty million. I think this is one of those positions where it's like, I think you do get rid of the other star guy. Unfortunately, hmm? no, no, no. Wait. I think you do get rid of Brown. Oh, Brown. Okay. I right. think they yeah, do, yeah. and they maybe get another. I mean, really, if they could get Dame, or maybe, does, maybe does does, does Dame? Because we see how Jalen Brown plays, and Jalen Brown is a very he gets the ball and he's gonna score, right? We see yeah. that, and that's then that's fine. It works out. They were number two. Number one, they were number two in the East. They were number one in like scoring. They were both like the best duo, best duo since like Scotty and Michael Jordan and all that stuff. Like they're getting all those comparisons and stuff like that. And it's great. But we saw that in longevity wise. And when it comes to pressure, when it comes to the times where you're needed, I'm sorry, but I'm sorry, Dre. Both, both of them did not do good when they were needed. Both of them. 100%. I'm, I'm, I am sorry to say that. 
Like why? when they whip you, play. when they whip you, they're not even scoring the most points. Like they're probably scoring 25, 23. And then you got they had, that one game. They won, yeah. They had like four guys scored 20 plus 20 plus. So it's like, yeah. do they need Jalen Brown? They maybe just need one of them. And I'm, and, and I know people are probably going to be like, just keep Jason Tatum and get rid of Brown. But I would kind of argue, I think you're kind of fine with either two. And I know probably people don't agree. And I'm looking at you, and it sounds like you don't look like. No, no, I'm just because if if I'm if I'm Boston, I'm honestly doing anything I can to get Dame. And I think this is what you got to do. You got to sit down with Tatum, and be like, Jason, are you? Do you want an MVP or do you want a championship? Because if you want, if you want a championship, we can get you that piece. I think. Look, I don't know what the asking price is for Dame. I can't imagine it's just Jalen Brown. They'd have to throw in a couple picks, maybe throw in Brogdon, a couple younger pieces, maybe Rob. I don't know. Yeah. But if, if you're the Celtics, like, I, I think you make a move for Dame. And as you said, as you said, when the Celtics were down in the clutch, when, when they needed a bucket in the fourth quarter, did their star players to show up? Did Jason Tatum show up? No. Nope. Who is arguably the clutchest player in the NBA? Damian Lillard. It's a perfect fit. Yeah, sure. But you have to tell Tatum, like, Tatum, like, you might not be the guy all the time. And yeah. I think if, if any fan knows, the last shot's going to Damian Lillard. And also, if Damian Lillard's off, then you have Jason Tatum. A I, 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 little bit. Here's my thing. I'm sorry to cut you off. Here, here, here's my argument in that. I think that hurts Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum's pride, though, when it comes to that, because I know they want that ball. Well, Jalen Brown wouldn't be on the team, though. They trade. That's him. true. That's true. But I'm saying, like, either. Because you know how I made the craziness of saying maybe just get rid of them? Oh, no, because yeah. they both. Yeah, but then they would, yeah, yeah, no. But if you're Portland, you, you better be like, I'm getting Jalen Brown. Yeah. But no, I, I hear what you're saying. But I think that's why you have that talk with Tatum. Like, you got to understand, like, yeah. Damian Lillard's going to be the guy in the fourth. Because you've had your. He's had his chances to prove him that he could be the guy in the fourth. And he just has. There was a couple games he had zero shots in the fourth. Like, that's unacceptable from your best player. So. I, I think well, turnovers and points. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, if he wants to, if he wants to know, if Jason Tatum wants to complain about not getting the ball in the fourth, show him game seven or not games game one, two, and three of the Eastern Conference Finals from twenty twenty three. Show him that because he had his opportunity to be the guy, and he, he you could just tell like he didn't do jack anything. I think yeah, I think you can win a championship. I think you can win a championship with Tatum being your guy, but if you want to win multiple championships, you get Damian Lillard. Yeah. And again, uh, yeah, the only thing is you're not to give up depth. And we talked about that conversation. So you got, like, I don't know what, you might have to just give up picks and keep that depth if you want to win now. Because you saw the Lakers did it. They did a win now. Um, and they're kind of suffering from it with no, having no picks. But Jason Tatum's pretty young. He's like 26. So he still has, he has time. And he has time left. So he has about like, I, I don't know how you feel about that, like, Mike. And his, like, main prime because i mean a lot of people say like 26 to like 30 is like your main prime in the yeah. NBA. like you're you're old enough to be like you're wise and you know where to take your shots you know yeah. where to, get to your spots you know all right like i've played against this guy for several years he's gonna get to this spot he's gonna go here he's gonna go there like you're in that age where it's like you should know obviously because when you're younger you just joined league even though you're a superstar you're like there's still certain things that you maybe don't even know. There's a, probably the littlest of things. And I feel yeah. like we cover that really, really well on the heat because we, we do the little things. We do everything of the little things. We die for everything. We go after every rebound, even though I know there was multiple games where 
the Celtics did out rebound us even on the offensive end or even in the regular just rebound total rebound game. But if you if, if there was a stat for 50-50 balls, oh, we destroyed the Celtics on that one. And charges. And charges. And and I think those are great. I think I, I love the way we we've adapted to setting more charges. We had to move the you guys move the ball too. Oh, I know, and it's crazy because I didn't think we always used to move the ball like that years ago. But we moved yeah, because I didn't understand. Yeah, like I didn't understand in the Knicks series, like how every possession it seemed like Max Struess or Gabe Vincent got an open three. But it's like clearly you got it's probably it's, I don't even think it's our defense as much as it's just their offense. That's the way they play. They make the extra pass, and that's why Jimmy. Um, I was actually thinking about this the other day: Is Jimmy a first? Like, is Jimmy going to be a Hall of Famer? I hope so. Yeah, I think he I should be. I think I think he should be. I think he should be. I mean, at this point, obviously having a championship helps. But oh yeah, if um, he wins a championship, I'm saying 100, 100. percent I just wonder. I, I I was just thinking that was on the back of my head. Like, does he have the accomplishments? I don't know, but I don't from know. the eye test, from the eye test, of just watching basketball, no doubt in my mind. Yeah, watching basketball. Yeah, watching him play. I mean, even though like I know a lot of the recent games, like game probably after game three, after we were up three zero, after that. He started becoming a little bit of like a, you know, your favorite type of players, volume shooters, where he was shooting like 20 shots and not like 20 yeah, points. Yeah, yeah. And like, I know why he was doing that because it was like, like I said, and, and this is, and here here's the problem though. And I don't, and here's the problem with the Celtics. And I think Charles Barkley, shout out to the TNT group inside the NBA. Charles Barkley talked about this a lot. The Celtics, and this is, and this is probably why at the end it stunk for them because they had to have so much pressure. The Celtics play hero ball. They don't play an offense. I'm sorry. They do not run an offense. They don't. They give it to Jason Tatum. They give it to Brown, and they go operate and go, there you go. Do whatever you can to score the ball. Yeah. And do That's they do a good work. job of that? Yes, they do a very good job of that. And we tell, but not when it gets to this point. You can't do that in the playoffs. You can't just be like, operate. Like, honestly, you can't. You have to be. Fundamentally sound, you have to play. You, like you have to play to your game. You cannot because then people will put you out of your out of your role, out of your exactly. Like, but that's why it didn't work in the fourth quarter because yeah. it it just never worked. That just given Jason, like this is the thing though. Like if a guy's cooking, like giving the ball and get out of the way. But your game plan just can't be to roll the ball out there. And I'm like, like it's just gonna do whatever. Game. Like it, it won't work that's out. Right but that's why Miami and Denver are in the finals right now. Because yeah. every other team, like, I'm not going to say every other team that they played. I mean, but, like, the Lakers had the same thing where they couldn't, like, they didn't know when LeBron and AD weren't scoring, Ross and Reeves weren't scoring. Like, they were like, I guess shoot this shot when you're open. Shoot this, like, uh, I guess. Feel this shot out. I don't, like, you can't do that in it. Like, in a, in a conference finals game, you're going to, you think you're going to depend on that? That's ridiculous. Yeah, like exactly. you said it with the heat. We moved the ball well. Like we didn't care who you were. We didn't care what your name was. As long as you had this on your jersey, you're taking a shot. You're yeah. taking a shot. If you're wide open, yeah. take it. And we moved the ball beautifully, beautifully. Because guess who was always looking pretty in the corner? The man that arguably could have been that conference finals MVP. And I'm yeah. talking about C. Mark, not K. Mark. C. Mark, Caleb Martin, my guy from University of Nevada, Reno. My guy has stepped up so big, and I talked about him earlier in the season. I said, 
watch out for Caleb Martin. He's an X Factor. I know he's not crazy, but I saw him at Reno. I know what kind of potential he has when he gets the ball and he's free. I know he kind of made some craziness when we were going to see the Celtics where he kind of turned over the ball and stuff like that. But this guy hasn't been this far in the playoffs before. But look what he's doing now. Yeah. Averaging 20. Caleb Martin, I'm sorry. Ask anybody else who Caleb Martin is. They're going, who? Who's that? I don't know who that is. They'll probably say now, oh, that's the guy that's going off for the heat. That's the guy besides Jimmy Butler that's going off for the heat. That's the only way people know that's, that's Caleb Martin. Other than that, people are like, who's that? I don't know who that is. Reno, University of Nevada, Reno, where's that? I don't know. People are going to be like, where's that? I don't know where that is. So it's it, it's amazing. I loved, and this is where I get into it, undrafted players. We talk about the great Miami Heat organizations looking at players that are doubted from, from the beginning. From the beginning. Because if we talk about all these undrafted guys' stories, it's like, it's like it was almost meant to be for them. It was like, wow, you guys finally got to the point to where you where you, where you were like wanting to be, where you worked so hard. Jimmy Butler was homeless, went to JUCO community, like JUCO went to then Division Two, then went to went to Marquette, Duncan Robinson yep. went to JUCO, like then went to Division Two, Division Three, then went to Michigan. Gabe Vincent, like say, like went to a division. I think he went Division. I don't know if he started off Division One, but maybe he did, but it was a low Division One school. Very low uh-huh. Division One. But guess where he got his exposure? In the FIBA World Cup when he was playing for Coach Mike Brown, for Coach for Ni- the Nigerian national basketball team. That's where Gabe Vincent got his exposure, and he went off for them. And we were like, you know what? We need to give this guy, Gabe Vincent, a try. Give this yeah. guy minutes, and guess what he did? He took that and said, "You know what? You guys made the best option because mm-hmm. he plays so well." And I'm not gonna lie, I love the way because he, he he doesn't just like try to set up people; he can set up his own shot. Do we? Can yeah. we not forget about the little step back he got against Jason Tatum, where he drives, steps back, drains a shot to go up to even more solidify that we win the game, like? This is a guy that no one knows about. Then we talk about Haywood Highsmith, a guy that comes from Willing Jesuit, West Virginia, that no one even knows. And he's coming in, stealing the ball from Jason Tatum, making – I love that part. Like, I love the Miami Heat, and I love Jimmy Butler. I love Bam. I love our main guys and everything, like Jimmy, Bam, and Kyle Lowry. But please, please, for the love of, of God, for everybody, Give the recognition that these guys deserve. These guys are stepping up beyond what people are thinking. People are like, oh, they'll come in and do what they do. No, they're coming in and acting like they're the best player on the team. And that's why I love this Heat team because this is this is how we treat our players. Our Even our players will treat our other players, their teammates on the team, that they're the star player. If you watch Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry talk about this team, bam, talk about this team in the press conference, they're saying – do not take for granted what Gabe Vince is doing. Do not take for granted what Caleb Martin is doing. Do not take for granted what Max Struess is doing. These guys are stars. You may not see it, but we see it. Jimmy Bell is like, we see it in the gym. We see it when they're out working out. We are doing this also. And another thing that I could argue, because a lot of people are like, oh, the Celtics series, maybe some of the Knicks, not, not mainly the Knicks series, but maybe the Bucks injuries. I'm sorry. We're doing this without our number 
one number two scoring player on the team. Uh, yeah, yeah. And we're probably and we're the worst scoring team, and we're we have our second option out. And then our other good role player in Victor Oladipo is out. Mm-hmm. Who yeah. when when him, when Jimmy Butler, Victor Oladipo, and Bam Adebayo play on the defensive end, their defensive rating is amongst the top three when it's them three on the court. That's yeah. ridiculous. And we don't even have we don't even have that. Imagine if we had the 20 points per game from Tyler Hero. He might come back game three, they said. I hope. I hope. Because to be honest, I bring him up the show, right? I would be more confident that we win the NBA finals if Tyler Heroes comes back. I would be more confident, but I don't know, because it is his hand. I'm not gonna lie. I remember seeing that report where like if Tyler Hero wants to return, it'd be in the NBA finals. This is before even the playoffs. Yeah. I just laughed. I just laughed. And here we are. Here we are. It's okay. It's, it's okay. Okay. You were you were the fault of everyone else. It's okay. Fine. You're welcome. You're welcome. My doubt in the heat led to their success. Yeah. I mean, you doubt us. We 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 come back with a hey, in your mouth. And I'm, I'm not saying you. I'm not saying you. But a lot of Heat fans doubted you guys too. No, we did. No, we oh, trust me. Oh, I know Heat fans are bad too. Heat fans are bad. That's no point in their mouth. But I remember him saying he hopes they lose the play until when they play the Bulls because they'd rather have a chance of getting Victor at the time. And here we are. Hey, I get it though. I probably would have said the same thing. You know, I didn't want that. You know, I wanted us to win. I win baby. And look who you are. And we're here and I wanted us to win. And I've, I've keep, and, and, and me, us winning more has made me think more that we're like, I, I am sure of NBA. I'm not. Yeah. No, I'm gonna say I'm sure of NBA finals, hopefully. But We've been saying it. We've been putting it out in the world. Jimmy Butler said it last year when we lost to the Celtics in Game 7. He said, we'll be back. He said, put a pin in this. We're going to come back. You know what's funny? They played that video during, what, the fourth quarter? They played that video of Jimmy Butler saying that. You know what's so funny? He said, we'll come back with a better team. We came out with the same team, but still slightly depleted, and we still beat them. Crazy. Crazy. We had Tyler Hero last time. We yeah, had you guys Hero added well, Boston added Brogdon too. Yeah. They they got better than us. They got better than us. And we feel oh, they did. like I could yeah, go on and on, and I don't want to green everyone's ears about the Miami Heat because I'm probably one of the most annoying people when it comes to talking sports in general for the Heat. I but I will if you were, I would be doing this podcast with you. <laughs> but I will say this with hundred percent out of everything. I am so confident in this team right now, and I I know it's gonna be a battle. It's gonna be a battle. It's gonna be like we're gonna have to fight. At, not even at hundred fifty percent. We're gonna need two hundred fifty percent out of every single player to play against the Nuggets, and I know that. But I also am confident we will give that, and I know we will give the Nuggets okay. a problem. So what I got? I got Nuggets in six. What do you what what what's what's this series gonna go? Who's winning? How many Nuggets games? in seven? In seven. Okay, I respect. I respect. Hey, so either you're right or you're wrong, but you're happy. So I get it. Yeah, that's all. I got Nuggets yeah. in six. That's that's why that's why I'm keeping it at that because I know I'm keeping it at that. Nuggets in seven. I wouldn't be shocked though 
I, I would not be shocked if it went seven, but I also would not be shocked if the Nuggets win in five. Oh, yeah. See, I'm on the same boat, too, but I don't want to put that out. I'm literally – I'm Let me yeah. tell you this, Brian. I am following every ritual, every spiritual, everything. Rich, I am following everything. On game days, I'm wearing all red, Miami Heat stuff. I'm doing that. I am – when I go to the gym, I'm picking numbers of players on the team <laughs> and praying in the locker, praying that we win the next game. You can ask my boy Matt. You can ask my boy Lation that's been going to the gym with me, getting big. Shout out to my boys. But we are picking numbers that represent players on the team on the Heat, hoping that we win the next series. And last game, we picked 42 for an older Kevin Love, but we also picked it for – I picked it also for one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, 42? Yeah, Jackie Robinson. Great movie. Favorite movie. Love I love them. You know, R.I.P. to Chadwick Bosman. R.I.P. to to my guy. I love him. That's one of the. That's one of my favorite actors ever. Him and Denzel Washington, one of my favorite actors. But I picked that locker, and I said, and I prayed. I sat there, and I just before Game Seven, I was there, and I just said, Sunday we went to the gym. I sat there. I even got on my knees right, but before I'm in, I'm in Planet Fitness locker room. Playing in fitness locker room on my knees, right in front of locker locker forty two, and going, please, please win game seven. Just please, please, we need this. I want to go to the finals. I want this badly, so so badly, so so badly. I want this. I want this. And then we put our stuff in there and we go work out and lift. But man, I've been I wish you were ritual, every ritual. Yeah. This is the first playoff. I mean, first NBA Finals matchup in a while where, like, I, I'm I don't really care who wins. I'm just hoping for good basketball. But I mean, it's hard to not pick the Heat. It's hard to not pick the Nuggets. But it's gonna be fun, man. And hey, good luck, Mike. You know, I get it. It's gonna be it's gonna be a tough time for you. Hope I mean, hopefully it's not a tough time for you. But I know how stressful those games are. So yeah, not really. Every, every game, I'll honestly say this: every game has been stressful. Even though we've been up three yeah. zero, even though we're up two zero, up three one. I was still very hard on myself because we, because because I know realistically we're not supposed to be here. We are not supposed to be here. No, I'm sorry. Even Gilbert Arenas on his podcast has been saying, "Who the heck are on this team? Who the heck's on this team?" I'm sorry. Like I know these guys. I know they got names and I know they're good players. But who are these guys? I'm sorry. None of them have all stars. None of them have you know been invited All Star Weekend. They're not guys talked about like you know. We're not supposed to be here, and we are here, and I am so happy, and I love that. I love a team that is doubted through it all, through it all. We've been doubted ever since LeBron left the team. Everyone's like, the Heat will never go to the finals anymore. They don't have LeBron. They don't have Dwayne Wade. Everyone's like, you'll never make it. And look who we made it with now, Jimmy Butler, Bam, Caleb Martin, a bunch of names that. Barely anyone knows. <coughs> and we're doing it with, and I'm going to say it here, one of the top five coaches of all time. I'm done. I will say that. If that's my crazy take, I'll take that. That's top good, five coaches of all time. I don't care. I don't know anybody right now in this playoffs that's happened has made so much in-game adjustments and thrown so much at different teams. Teams that are number one, number two, number three, either in the Eastern Conference or even in scoring in general. 
The Knicks were a top, what, five, ten team in scoring? We're last. We are last. I'm sorry to bring up your Knicks. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, you're good. You're good. And then we played the Bucks and the Celtics. That's probably what number number one and number two scoring offenses in the league. And we beat them. We're not supposed to be here, but we are. And I'm happy about it. And 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 we and we have fought every single game to the end of it. Like, just think. Jimmy, our starting five still played at the end of game seven till the last one minute. Did you peep that? Yeah, I know, I know. Till the last one minute. Like, literally, Eric Spoelstra was like, all right, at one minute left, when we were already up by, like, 20, he was like, all right, get off the floor. Eric Spoelstra will play you until you're puking on the ground, and I love that. I don't care. That's basketball. That's basketball. That shows hard work. That, That right there. Like I loved it, even though it hurt, and we won that game in the bubble when the when Jimmy Butler's like this, yeah, breathing. I remember that. Man. That's how I know you're playing hard. That's how I know you want this as bad as everyone. Not not even as everyone. You want it worse. You want it so much more than everyone else on that freaking court. Everyone else on that court, and we are that team. And I know on the other end in this finals the, that another team is just like that because they are they're doubted just as maybe just as much as our, us and they have a star player they they have the player they have the number one player in the world and they've been doubted yeah. oh this finals matchup is probably a, a dream made in heaven for me because obviously it's my heat but it's also just the fact that both these teams have been in positions where it's like no one will ever think you'll win a finals. No one will ever think you'll make it to the finals because you don't have enough. You don't have the right pieces. You don't have enough stars. You don't have this. You don't have that. Hello, world. We're here. Hello, world. We're here. We're in the NBA finals. Say something now. Say something now. I'm sorry. We just beat the top teams in the East. We just beat the top teams in the West. Talking on the Nuggets side. What are you going to say now? We beat your LeBron narrative. We beat your KD narrative. We beat your Warriors narrative. Yeah. Nuggets are here and the Heat are here. That's all I'm going to say. Crazy, man. And I, I'm done with my rant. I, I know I know. right now I can keep going on, but... Hey, man. You're all good, man. I mean, that if was, you didn't uh... catch this in the beginning, I was talking about how the fact that this very seat right here was the very seat that I started just yeah. crying. I sat here right when the buzzer went off. I went like this, and I screamed so loud. I'm surprised I didn't get a disturbance or (laughs) called on me. But screamed for about almost 30 seconds straight. Just screamed because I was like, holy crap. We just were going to the finals. But then I cried. I cried so much because of everything that maybe has gone with my life or everything that the Heat have gone through. Just the fact that like this is this has made my life like this is this is I I my heart is this team like my heart could be my cat jigsaw my heart could be in basketball my heart lives with this with the Miami Heat and I cry so much I told my cousin not to call me I told my parents to not call me I said I need complete silence because I was crying so much because I was like this brings me so much joy that like this is this is my team man like this is. I know I'm a Dolphins fan to the end of the day. I know I'm the a Marlins fan to the end of the day. But you will not, you cannot take 
away the heat away from me. That this is my team, this is my love, this is my heart, this is this is everything to me. And I just really, really hope we make this a fighting battle against the Nuggets. And I just if we can if we can if we can take it from them, oh my lord. Like I said, Brian, like I yeah. said, Brian, if we win the finals, I'm going to Miami. I'm going. I will find a way. I am going. I am going. I'm going. I'm going. I'm going. I don't care. I don't care. I know my parents are going to watch this and be like, what do you you think you're about to go do? But (laughs) you, mom and dad, but please understand that if the Heat win, oh, my gosh. I know know they know this means so much to me because they've been trying to call me and everything. I know my dad's been trying to call me and everything. But, God, this means so much for me. I know a lot of things. Probably haven't gone my way, but this right here is going my way, and I'm so, so happy about it. So, so happy about it. Well-deserved. So, because Monday was probably one of the best days. I even said this before, Bob. Mondays was probably one of the best days I had in a, in a little bit. One of the best days I've had in, in a little bit because it was it was Memorial Day. I went kayaking. Uh, hey, hey, hey. And then on the river, I even fell asleep on the river, which is probably one of the most calming things I've ever done in my life, just going down a river. In the kayak knocked out. Right. Uh, but people were like, oh, that's a little unsafe. You could have drowned. I'm like, oh, well, I have my friend holding on to me, but we're good. <laughs> but yeah, um, but yeah, and then we we destroyed game seven. And yeah, and we're here in the NBA finals. And now we are, I mean, we're the boys are already landed in. <laughs> Denver. Four. Four more. Oh, Four more. Four more. We said this. We said this. We said it. Jimmy Butler said it in the Eastern Conference Finals in the in the thing, the uh, ceremony. He said we still got four more. See, that's a – oh, my God. See, I keep going. That's another thing that I love about this team. We still – we are not satisfied. We are still – if you saw us win, when you saw us that ceremony, nobody was satisfied on that heat. Everyone was like this. Yeah. 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 We're happy. Like, bam, started kind of getting excited. But, like, even that, Jimmy Butler was sitting there like this. <laughs> yeah, he's Caleb like, Martin was that. hiding, even yeah. though people were trying to give him his props. Caleb Martin was hiding. Yeah, let's get to Denver. That's it. Get to Denver. Denver. Four games. We still have four games left. And, that, and that's, that, that's my model right now. We still got four left. We still got four left. And that's all that all right. matters. Amen. Wow. But I'm done. Let me let me catch my breath. I'm done. I'm done. I'd be the same way if my team went to the championship, man. I get it. Actually, I don't get it because my team hasn't been to the championship. Oh, stop it. One day. One day. They they will. Trust me. You, like you said, I agree with you too. You guys are a shooting guard away from the finals. I'm telling you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Hopefully next year. JB, I know I'm critical of you. Come to the next. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, I know. It's been crazy. It's been a crazy couple of days. I mean, I'm happy. Today, wait, today is Wednesday, actually. So tomorrow's game one. Tomorrow's game one. Tomorrow is game one. Wow, this is going to be interesting. It's going to be really, really interesting. I'm, I mean, we can now start getting into the matchups and, and the Heat Nuggets. But, I mean, we kind of talked about it already. Um, I will say this. Um, when it comes to the role players, I will say Caleb Martin, Gabe Vincent, and 
and Duncan definitely have a role to step in when they come against this Nuggets team. I will also say Max Schroes also has a role to step in too. And, you know, I really just hope – because I, I know where we're going to get from Jimmy Butler. We're going to get almost a triple-double, you know, with 20-some points with maybe like three or four steals. Because that's another thing. This man is averaging three steals a game. He had like six against the Celtics in one point. So, I, I know defensively we can maybe contain – because I know this, this is the one matchup I'm really looking forward to, and this is why – I mean. But Bam Adebayo versus Nikolai Jokic is going to be a very, very interesting matchup. Depending yeah. if we put Bam on him. But yeah. I've also argued we might put Jimmy on Nikolai Jokic, which I wouldn't be too upset about because I know Jimmy has guarded big men before. Like, even when the crazy Timberwolves series – remember that crazy Timberwolves story came out yeah. where he was playing with the bench and beating the starters? The man was saying, I'm going to guard Cal. Every single time. He's like, I'm going to guard Cat and I'm going to destroy this man. Not saying that Cat's as good as Nikolai Jokic. That's just another example that Jimmy is able to guard another big man that is pretty versatile. Probably not as versatile as Jokic, but we'll see. I think Bam did a pretty good job of guarding Jason Tatum, even when he had a role. When he even had a switch out and guard Jalen Brown, he did a really good job. So we'll see. And I know a lot of people have been talking about last year where Markeith Morris hit Jokic and Jokic. You know, comes back and hits him back. So we'll see. We'll see. We don't know if it's going to get that antsy. I think we have more respect for the Nuggets since then, and I think we have more respect mutually. I don't think we'll hate each other, but hey, if it brings out that hate and it gets a little chippy, hey, this is the NBA Finals, man. That's what it's about. That's what it's about. I mean, I'm not going to say I think any people should start yelling at each other, start fighting. I'm not saying that, but it's competitiveness, yeah. man. You don't want to lose. You don't want. You don't want the guy that you're guarding to go off on you. You don't. You don't want any of that. You want to. You want positivity throughout. You want to go off. You want to lock down the guy that you're guarding. You want to be winning. It's all that. You want to make sure you're you're beating your opponent in every stat. You want to make sure you're you're doing good in every stat. Like it, it's a lot, but whew, this game is. And I this is one player though. There's one thing I will say, and I'm only going to talk on the Heat side of things, and like more just because. Because I already kind of expect what to see from the from Nuggets and everything, and and I'm just gonna talk about this more from a Heat fan. But I do want to see Haywood Highsmith play a lot more this series, because yeah. I feel like he will definitely bring another defensive, really good defensive body out there. Which if we do run a zone around Nikolai Jokic or play man or a man zone against Jokic, I feel like he's able to move around a lot better. If you, I, I, oh my gosh, I could talk so much about Haywood Highsmith, and I've only, see, I've only really seen him play probably a couple games throughout the season, and then really this the Celtic series because like he moves his feet so well, he can guard really well, and he, I think he's underrated. Obviously, he's underrated on the bench because no one knows who he is and he doesn't play. But you go, I, I, I would say, Brian, if you have the time, go look at Haywood Highsmith's defensive highlights. Go look back. Oh yeah, he, how he played. He shows he just doesn't play a lot. You know? Yes. Yes. He he he's yeah. that guy. So but looking forward into this Heat Nuggets, I already know the I already know what to expect. It's gonna be good role players by the Nuggets. Nikolai Jokic having remember, I, I'm not gonna deny this. Jokic is automatically gonna get 10, 10, and 10. I already know that. That's gonna happen. That's fine. I know that's gonna happen. And we've known, you know, this is always our game plan. We know who's gonna go off. The Bucks, we know Giannis, Chris Middleton. 
then maybe Drew Holiday are going to go off. They're going to do their thing. That's like their one, two, and three options, right? We play the Knicks. We know Jalen Brunson Brett, is going to go off. Um, they're going to give the ball to Julius Randle. And then from there, they maybe go R.J. Barrett and then somebody else. We knew that was the – we know that was your scoring option. We know, all right, if there's anything, let these guys beat us, but don't let anyone else beat us. Celtics, we knew the same thing. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, that's where it starts. Stop that. Let everyone else develop. See how it goes. Yes, it did bite us in the butt sometimes from those guys with the role players and, and their, guard, their guard depth with the Celtics. But it did come back to bite them because nobody was making open shots. The pressure was getting to them too much, I would say, because our zone, like, obviously, when you're switching from a zone to a man to then a man zone, you don't know what to do. You're like, wait, who am I getting guarded by? Wait, who's you don't know if someone's going to come from this side. You don't know if someone's going to come. from. And, 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 and with us, we're switching almost everything. Yeah. You don't know who's going to be coming at you. You don't know if Jimmy Butler's just going to come right behind you and steal the ball. You don't know Bam's just going to come up and go like this, and you're just going to go, oh, crud, I can't throw the ball over him. We throw a lot at you, and I just I hope that continues, and I know it's going to continue against the Nuggets, but I do know the Nuggets are a very prepared team, and they're a very – they let it come to them team, which I like. And, I mean, Jokic is one of the best playmaking big men, so we, can't, we cannot make mistakes on defense with him. We cannot. We cannot afford that, – that's the one thing I will say. We cannot make any defensive mistakes against the Nuggets. That's the number one priority. We cannot make any defensive mistakes because Nikolai Jokic will expose us for that, a hundred percent. And I, I think with that, with that Nuggets team, same for the Nuggets though too. On the flip side, you're guarding the Heat. Like the biggest thing with that is okay. So you know, Jokic, Butler, Murray, they're gonna get their own. Yeah. And I think especially if you're the if you're if you're especially if you're the Nuggets. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe this is, shouldn't be the case because we saw it in the Boston series, but you got to make someone else beat you. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I mean, I, again, talking about the Celtics, when they played the Celtics, someone else did beat the Celtics. Caleb Martin. Um, you know, Max Struess. Gave, like, they all stepped up. But if you're the Nuggets, you cannot let Jimmy go for 40, 10, and 5 because it's playoff Jimmy. Like, you can't. And then on the flip side, you, as you said, you know Jokic is going to get his. Like, there's no stopping Jokic. There's no really even stopping Murray or Butler. It's just about containing them. Yeah. limiting their opportunities to you know take over a game and that's what i think is key for both of these teams you have to make someone else beat you it's I, that, that's why i think it's going to come down to whatever role players outplay each other like so if the nuggets role players easily outplay the heat role players i think the nuggets got it if it's vice versa i think the heat got it so that's what it's going to come down to because you know butler is going to be ready to play i know he had an iffy conference fi- conference finals uh stretch especially between games um like four games four and six um, he's going to be ready to go, though. He's going to be ready to go. The Heat are going to be ready to go. The Nuggets have been, it feels like they've been resting for like three months, but yeah, they've had, they, they're going to be rested and ready to go. I think game one, it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough battle. I think Denver comes out because obviously well rested. Miami's kind of coming off that uh, game seven long series. Um, it's going to be a great series, though, but I do think Denver has enough to pull it out. And I think Jokic getting, if Jokic gets this ring, those people who, very critical of his playoff uh, performances can stop can stop it because he's the best player in the world as far as I'm concerned. It's going to be a great series, and I think this is great for the NBA, as I said before, that these two teams are matching up. It's just going to be a lot of fun basketball, Mike. So that's basically like what I got to say for that. Um, you know, I'm excited for the finals. I think this is 
something we're not really we haven't really seen in a long time and um it's gonna be great brand of basketball mike and i'm excited man i'm excited yeah, i'm definitely excited can't wait for it to start tomorrow i believe the game is at 8 30 on abc that's also gonna be presented by youtube tv so definitely tune in if you have youtube tv for that but 8 30 p.m eastern time in denver colorado denver nuggets go up against yeah. miami heat game one so we'll see we will definitely see. It's definitely going to be an interesting, interesting, interesting matchup. I think we're going to see a lot. We're going to see. We're going to see a lot. I think we're going to see a lot of defense. We're going to see a lot of offense, and um, I think it's going to be a good matchup. And I think realistically, logically, if I had to pick a prediction, Nuggets in seven. So I was. Yeah, I got Nuggets in six, but uh, it's going to be it's going to be great. I, can, I would be shocked if the Heat win the series. I wouldn't be shocked if the Nuggets win in five. It's going to be a great series, man. I'm excited for it. Yeah. But I, I do got Nuggets in six at the end. Oh, for sure. For sure. I definitely agree. Definitely agree. But, I mean, whew, wow. Made it to this point, man. Finals, man. Back in, what, we started in November? End of November? Yeah, for like November 9th, 15th, something like that. End of November. Um, so, kind of in the beginning of the season. And we are all the way here. Episode twenty. This is twenty one, I believe. Twenty two. Twenty one. I think it's episode twenty one. Twenty one. Twenty one. Crazy. That means Crazy. a lot. That's Jimmy Butler's old. That's old Jimmy Butler's old uh, number when he was on the Chicago Bulls. Twenty one savage. Yeah. One of my yeah. rappers. Maybe some good things for us. <laughs> but, maybe. Uh, maybe not. Wow. Yeah. Twenty one episodes. We're all the way in the finals. And. One of our one one of our teams are there, so okay. I think it's this is great. This is awesome. Hey, I'm rooting for you. Um, oh man, what? I don't know, Mike. Make it this far, all the way in the finals, man. Finals, crazy. We're all the way here, episode twenty-one with hooping with Mike and Brian, all the way sure. to the NBA finals. We're still gonna bring content. I think we should bring some dope finals content. Um, yeah. But we have content. Obviously, I've said multiple times I have contents in the vault. It's just they're not done yet because I've been falling asleep, yeah. looking like Jimmy Butler in the bubble yeah. on this on this on this table trying to work some content. But gosh, work is working me like a dog. So at least I'm getting the bag. At least I'm doing my yeah. thing, and priorities are getting done. But oof, I miss this so much. So, because I miss, back, miss talking about my team. I miss talking to my boy, Bri. I'll be a boy, man. Be back, it's been too long, man. It's back, but, you know, as I said, I also don't want to forget because I, I usually do forget. But as you guys know, we're all on platforms uh, at Hoopin with Mike and Brian. Uh, we're on Instagram and TikTok at Hoopin.mb. And uh, also on YouTube at Hoopin with Mike and Brian. So, you know, just be sure to subscribe, follow, leave a comment, message us, DM us, whatever you got to do. Let us know, but Mike, yeah, man, it's crazy. It's crazy that we're here. It's crazy. I mean, crazy that we're here. It's crazy that we made it this far. We still got content dropping. Brian's over here dropping his basketball yes, IQ mind that he has. He's a, yeah. I mean, a sneak talking of basketball, dropping his, yeah. dropping his on social media. But definitely, everybody, please stay tuned to that. We're going to be dropping new sure. content. I actually have an idea in the works possibly with some friends to record some hooping sessions. Maybe see Mike oh. hooping. 
Might have to get you out there in, in Jersey. See, see if, see if Drake can get you. Buddy, start playing soon. Hey, yes. Um, actually, we should have. I believe registration opens up later this week, or I think tomorrow maybe. But uh, yeah, good buddies are gonna start up. Uh, last year we had a. We actually were not very healthy. I was sick for the first month of the season last year. Um, I missed the first four games of eight games, and then playoff time, I was not there for playoffs because I had to leave to go back to beautiful Morgantown, West Virginia. But we got a full team coming back pretty much. Everyone's healthy. Everyone's in good shape. It's going to be fun. Watch out for the good buddies, of course, of course. Uh, you know, Mike, I, I didn't play I didn't play where I wanted to play in the Intermural League uh, for West Virginia. I just I was out of it. I was out of shape. But last season, Mike, I had a game where I had 32, 8, and 7. And we won. And uh, so you I'm not to do that for U92, the Moose. Wow. It's messed up. You know, Mike, it, it, it blame Coach Tanner Lambert. He <laughs> held me back. Um, but, yeah. Oh, I, this is all, yeah, this is all a part of a plan to uh, get in shape for the intramural basketball season at West Virginia University. So, oh, uh, stay tuned. What's up? Uh, I remember when we texted last time. You said you were in the gym. Well, yeah, Andre has. Shout out, shout out Films by D again. I just got a little like workout stuff, like a workout, like a little gym in his basement. So I go there weekly, uh, get some get some lifting in. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, you're getting bigger. But uh, yeah, staying staying on the grind, man. There you go. That's all we can do. That's all we can do. I mean, shoot, I'm out here working at B Dubs. So if anybody's watching from Morgantown, come visit B Dubs. Busy your beautiful boy, Mike from Hoop- hey, Mike sure. But um, man, 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 man. We are in the finals. We are back. Make another episode and definitely more content is going to be here. So definitely stay tuned, stay supporting and everything with people. And um, yeah, I mean, thank you. Thank you for all the support that people have been giving us most definitely. And I love that people are still tuning in. I love that people are still partaking in some of the activities that we have on our social media. Brian, I love that you're doing that. I know I, I need to do more on my end. And 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 it's going to happen, and and, uh, trust me, there's going to be some time. Hopefully, after this week, I've already had conversations with some people to slow it down a little bit, you know, so I could do my thing and stuff like that. But we are on the grind. But like we have said from the beginning, all we are doing is going up from here. All we are doing is to improve, to get better. We are trying to expose this podcast to be on a national level at point. Global if it gets to that point. Because I know basketball is a global sport. But, like I said many, many times, and I'm going to say it again here, keep hooping.